Blog Talk Radio. I don't know 
I just seen like some really bad, like some really bad news. So I'm starting off the show, but just seen some really bad news. But um, I'll I'll get it when they everybody come on. But I'm pretty sure y'all seen my post about the security guard with nine kids that was shot to death, shot in the head for enforcing the store rules to wear a mask at the dollar store. So. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Uh, wait one. I got to go turn the TV on channel four. So I'm going to take a short break because ain't nobody logged on yet anyway. So we're going to take a short little break while we take the little short little break. Um, hold on, let me get y'all some little break music. Uh, I'm going to give y'all some little break music. I'll be right back. my grandmother that I had a radio show, she needs the TV turned on Channel 4 so she don't care about us or this radio show. So, once again, let me go ahead and share this. Make sure that you share the live. Make sure that you share the information that we're on live. We're on live. We're on live. Welcome to the Iconic Point of View again with the icons Rodney Balmain, Harold Balenciaga, and Arnold St. Laurent, of course. Tonight, we're going to go over COVID-19 updates. We're going to go over the last 72 hours that the city has opened up, the different cities and around the country. Um, um, I think um, I'm trying to find these numbers to see how the death rates, have they increased, have they not. Make sure you share this out of your life, share this out of your life, um, and share the flyer so people will know that we are on. We're just a little earlier than normal. So I know a lot of y'all are not used to that. Um, We're going to also go over some of the chefs and um, food businesses around the ballroom. They should be coming on tonight to share their businesses thing. um, And, you know, we're going to see what's going on with that. Um, Shout out to Kyris Blonick. I don't know what Kyrie's ballroom name is because I call him Kyrie so much. But shout out to Kyrie's Blunt yesterday for whipping up 
cabbage and greens and um, bacon wrapped meatloaf and macaroni and cheese and all sorts of stuff, putting them in, putting them in plates and getting on Facebook and asking anybody, are you hungry? No price. Just are you hungry? And literally driving around the DFW area, feeding people that just might want a plate. That's the kind of stuff that I like right there. So shout out to Kyrus Blonick here in, you know, the Gulf Coast region. Um, for um, that's a uh, he walks a junior sex siren. Shout out to him for just waking up on a Sunday morning and sending out a back code that he was going to cook, and he just want to pass out plates to everybody. Sometimes you just want to get your blessing. Okay, for showing, showing kids knowing for the kids knowing how to cook. Oh yeah, and and and, and he he put, he posted his results, and according to the results, all the kids said that the food was fab, and it was really good. So. And I've tasted his cooking before, too. He does know how to throw down, so he must have raised by his grandmother or whatever because he does know how to cook. So shout out to that. People just doing random acts of kindness right now because if you got it, somebody may just not have it. Or, you know, some people just want a home-cooked meal because all they know how to do is eat fast food. And during this time, they don't really know how to cook. So, Or you just never know who was hungry and don't talk about it or don't say anything about those things and – you know, make sure y'all share the live. I'm waiting on the oh, – okay, let me look at this switchboard. I'm trying to make the switchboard come back up so I can see if the icon's ready to come on. So I can start sharing this, start sharing this. Make sure y'all share the live. Share my post that the radio is on tonight. The icons are coming on tonight. We're going to get into a lot of these subjects. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a lot that I need to tell y'all about. I know a lot going on here in the Gulf Coast region. I'm going to have to put a shine on um, – that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to put a shine on Ky- on Kyrus Blunick. I'm going to have to put a shine on him because that's – like I said, when people do nice things, sometimes they don't go noticed because you're not doing it to be noticed. But sometimes when y'all have these platforms out here and y'all have these voices and these titles and this and, and this um, – this fame, actually, shoot, right now in ballroom, y'all have these fame, y'all have these titles and all this kind of stuff. Use that to uplift somebody else that's doing stuff out there that, you know, people don't normally do. Hold on. Uh, switch. Where is this switchboard? Come on. Why would y'all do this to me today? Also, if you have something to say tonight when the icons come on and when people start, you know, when we start, you know, talking about, COVID-19 and start talking about the cities opening up or whatever, or either even if it's when the chefs get on or whatever, and they talk about their businesses, or if you got a business per, to promote or whatever, feel free to come along and call in, press 1, and when you press 1, we will bring you on, and you can promote your business too. People listen to this radio show, and when I go back and I look at, uh, when I go look at the people that have listened over the week, a lot of people download the radio show and just listen to it throughout the week. So you just never know who ears you're going to touch. Come on, sign in. Blog talk is not happening with me tonight, y'all. Bear with me. Bear with me. Ah, switchboard, how you doing? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the icon, Mr. Rodney Balmain. Ah! 
You hear that right there? It sound like, but that's 300,000, eh? I'm triple OG in my hood. These hoes call me Big Daddy. Yo, bitch, call me Big Daddy. Tell that bitch I'm Big Daddy. When I hit the line, I don't get the little bit. Nigga, I go and get the Big Daddy. Pick a bitch up in the Big Daddy. Big face wallet, that's a Big Daddy. Catch a bitch calling me Big Daddy. When I pull up, I don't like Big Daddy. Nigga, I'm Big Good evening, good evening. What's up, Rodney? I had to find the, I had to find the switchboard. I don't know why it was so slow coming up, but it's it's finally up and uh we're here. I see. I was like, Okay, here we go. I said, Let me hang up, call back in later. Switchboard <laughs> <will> come up. <laughs> uh, ain't no telling. I I yeah, had to um Remember last week I didn't um I couldn't find my um my my other phone because I normally do things from the phone both phones and um I ended up just having to take this I already had a new government phone I just never activated it because you know how y'all the I how to say y'all but you know how iPhones have the where you put it on top of each other and it's supposed to transfer or something like that right I don't know. But it it was it wasn't given. It was given uh go to uh Apple. So I've been having the phone since like November. I just never updated it. So when I lost the other one, I just called in and did a manual update. But I don't have nothing from the other one, and I didn't I didn't realize that you had to be on your iCloud. So I'm trying to figure that out right now. For some reason, my iCloud is locked. It's having a hard time. Everywhere they email it to me, I keep trying to go to this little thing to reset my password, but it's not. It's a lot, so trying to figure that out. So, but I do have my two devices plus my laptop and switchboard is up. I can see everybody. I can see everything. Welcome to the show, y'all. The audio live is up. Share that. Mm-hmm. What you got going on, Rodney? Mm-hmm. Nothing much, nothing much. Just um, having like little meetings and different things like that, um, and some Zoom conferences and calls, and that's basically it. And you know, preparing for outside to open up, and you know, doing all of that. Um, but basically nothing else is TV watching, um, Netflix. Um, I mean, trying to go to all the shows that the people have been um, talking about on Facebook. Every so often I will um, click on something. Like I've been um, watching uh, Black as Fuck. Um, it, it's, it's funny, but it's definitely um Sending messages as well. Um, so um, I've been watching that. Um, watching some different other little stuff. You know, keeping myself busy. Keeping myself busy. Oh, Lord. What are y'all talking about? I don't even know what that means. Sometimes people get on here and they say stuff, and I'm just like, I don't I don't even know what that is. But y'all got to <laughs> type better and... I I do that a lot. I ain't going to lie. I do that a lot. You probably, it's not that good. <laughs> oh, somebody said it's not that good. Oh, black is, black, black is fuck. 
I guess it's a oh okay. You you have to listen. You have to listen to the messages. Yeah, it's not a like a like a written type of thing. It's just you know a a, a spoof type of show, but with meaning. That's what it. That's what it's getting. Hmm. It's like a spoof off of Blackish, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay. So I've been getting mixed reviews, but I was like, you know what? Um, Arnold, you know, said some about it, gave it, you know, good reviews. So I said, okay, well, let me go watch it and see what, you know, see what it, see what it's about, you know. Well, speaking of Arnold, ladies and gentlemen, this is the icon Arnold Saint Laurent, of course. Jesse made another one. Huh? Packing the mail, it's gone. Uh, she like I smell cologne. Yeah, I just had a deal, I'm on. Yeah, yeah. I go where I want, good, good. Play if you want, let's do it. Huh. I'm a young CEO, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first nigga play, I'm a body in it. Uh, I just had my balance, I probably pull up to your hood and come buy me a nigga. No cap. You know that your hoe told you that nigga crazy. Don't think that she lied to your nigga. Bitch. Get caught with your hoe when I'm popping them both. Now they hot just like Bobby and Whitney. Uh, Say I'm the go. Act like I don't know. But fuck it, I'm obviously winning. Don't make me go hit the bank. Take out a hundred to show you our pockets is different. Uh, I'm out with your bitch and I only want knowledge. She got a little mileage, I'm chillin'. Uh, uh, you disrespect me and I beat your ass up all in front of your partners and chill. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Good evening, gentlemen. How's everybody? Hey, J Rock. What's going on, J Rock? Yeah, sir. Yeah, everybody's good. Okay, what was on the dinner menu for today? Um, I had un roast con pollo, chicken and rice. Okay, okay. Um, I think I said that Spanish people speaking. No, 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 babe, babe, no. Oh, okay, baked chicken. Okay, okay, baked. Yes, baked chicken with rice. Yeah, it's really good. Um, yeah, I heard as I was coming on, uh, some people. You know, I there's been a lot of mixed things about uh, Black as fuck. Um, a lot, a lot of mixed emotions and feelings about it, and whatever. Uh, I, I think it's absolutely brilliant. I think Kenya Barris is brilliant. Um, I, I think uh, what he does is quite amazing across all his his shows, and this is just one other indication of it. It is it, it's irreverent. It's um, it, it, it's very much. Uh, 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 Picking, you know, picking his nose at at ABC and what they did and stuff like that. Uh, it, it's very smart. It's a real smart show. It, I, it, I think it's really good. I think it's it, it's it's pretty probably one of the best things he's done besides Blackish for sure. Yeah. So you know, somebody said they didn't care for it. They didn't care for it. But you like I tell you, right. you know, <laughs> Yeah, I know a lot of people really, didn't care for it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so that's pretty good. But yeah. Well, hopefully um, we'll get into it. Hopefully we'll get into talking about a few other shows a little later on in the show. Um, uh, is a a show that's kind of buzzing all around uh, Netflix and, and all around Facebook and everywhere and all through the all through the community. And hopefully we'll get the chance to talk about that uh, later on, uh, a little show called Hollywood uh, by Ryan Murphy. So maybe um, 
if some people have watched that, they'd love to come on and talk about uh, what they thought about Hollywood. But yeah, I um I was just actually just on yesterday, day before yesterday. Well, I didn't watch Hollywood yet. Um, I was just able to get my um the password from my brother, so I just was able to uh, get on Netflix and uh, start watching some stuff. So. I'm catching up, yeah. you know. Like I said, Raven Dion kept me because I like supernatural stuff and you know stuff like that. So yeah. it, it it really kept yeah. me. So I watched that new season. Nothing else mattered to me after I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but 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 watch um watch Hollywood though. You know, watch, watch Hollywood. It's not long. It's about seven episodes. Um, each episode is less than an hour, uh, anywhere from 40, 40 something minutes to 55 minutes, uh, for each episode. So they're not really long, not really drawn out, but they are, it is quite captivating. Uh, it's definitely something I would say watch. Yeah. So, um, 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 J-Rock, mm-hmm. the person that says, um, they didn't like black as fuck. Ask them how they watch Hollywood. They were asked to respond to that if they watched Hollywood and what's their um, take on that. Well, I mean, they can hear you, child. Webster, what's up? You ever watch Hollywood? Because they put the they put the eyes up. Well, uh, child, West Webster, <laughs> going on so I had Listen, isn't that T she does? Oh, was it? They said not yet. Oh. They haven't watched it yet, is what you're saying? No. They just said not yet. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, I haven't watched it either, so I'll probably do it uh, during the week and then discuss it more, give my opinion on it um, next week. Yes. Shout out to the icon. um, Shout out to the icon steward. Listening on the live. Hope everything's going good. Going evening, good Stuart. Down there with you. Hey, Stuart. Glad you're tuning in. Um, give her along before I go into this. Um, just this um, news real fast. See if he press one. Mm, he hasn't pressed one yet. He's not even on yet. I don't even know if he read the oh, thing okay. in the group. You know, he's snoring and stuff. Okay. Um, Arnold, did you hear about the guy that was um, security at the store, and he asked the lady to put a mask on, and she refused, and then she spit on him, and he told the cashier not to serve her, I mean, not to cash her out, and she went, and she left the store when he got her husband, and he came back and shot the man in the head. My that's what I was going yes. to talk about. I was, I was just talking Where about Where was that. this? Um, I just saw this today, so it probably had to be yesterday, maybe. Where? That's um, what I was trying to figure out. I, I got to look. I got to look. I didn't see where because I was reading the story. And so that's weird okay. that you say where. And I was and I read that whole thing and I don't see where. I'm going to go back and look at it. But one thing that I did get that I see a lot of people are, like, getting twisted, 
she went home and told her husband. Her husband came back up to confront the security guard about disrespecting his wife, so-called, and all this stuff is on camera, and everybody got everything. But they said that the son, Bishop, walked up to the man and shot him in the head as his father was confronting him about his wife. So they said that it was the son, the um, the article, at least the article that's on my page, said that it was the son that actually did the actual shooting. Because a lot of people are saying, you know, the husband came back up there and shot him, but I'm looking at the article and it was saying that the husband was confronting him about disrespecting his oh, wife wow. and asking. Was, this was in in Flint, Flint. Yeah, Flint, Michigan. Mm-hmm. In Flint, yeah, I'm looking at it now. It's in Flint. Yeah, yeah, and that's just, that is awful. It was at a family awful, dollar. Awful, awful. They're saying that the man literally put on a mask. Like everywhere else, you know, when you walk in the store, just put your mask on. How do you get so upset about putting – but you know what we just keep saying, and like my grandmother was saying, what did she go home and tell her husband Like and her son? Like, wow, you you had to really pump that up to make them so mad. So they came back to the store to shoot the security guard? The man has nine kids, by the way, Arnold. Nine. I, yeah, I'm reading it now. I see it's crazy. That is crazy. You fa- y'all done took a father from their kids. But not only that, ma'am, you really going to jail. You going to jail and your son might be going to jail for life. That's, I know a lot is going on, but it's it's not that serious. I got my own stuff going on right now. That's why I'm nervous that I'm on this uh this line right now where it comes down to people being angry this is and fighting. This is even under – Michigan is under a um, mask. Mandated. Uh, uh, mask being worn, mandated mask war- being worn in mm-hmm. all enclosed public spaces. Yes. Crazy. People yeah. are getting angry out here. Y'all got to be careful out there. Be careful out there. So, And y'all know a lot of people are working in retail, you know, even with our families and stuff. You know, we got Baldwin family members that's working out there in retail and stuff like that. So you have to be careful just at work or either, you know, stepping into your store and you all you're doing is just asking them to follow the rules. And this is what happens. I'm just like, wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Shout out to Danielle Icon listening. My, you know, my other, uh, you know, my other partner in my singing group for the House Lives Matter um, Quartet. I don't know what we call ourselves yet. You know, she was the other one. She was, she was the other one that had the move. I, I think, I think you need, you need to talk to some people before you use that. <laughs> Uh, it's the, the House Lives Matters thing. I don't know what to call it. I let uh, Danielle pick it. You know, I would have said that I had the best moves, but she did have the best moves. I'll say I was second. Um, and then our other member, they they was kind of keeping up and everything, but, hey, we're not going to talk about That's that. Cool. And, cool. <laughs> cool. Crazy, crazy, sexy, cool. 
I was cool. Crazy. <laughs> you was a cool. <laughs> I was. Oh wait, hold on. So who was the crazy and who was the sexy? Y'all two can understand it well. Danielle, we'll go with we'll go with Danielle for ten, and we'll go with Keith. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But I was gonna say y'all okay. can change that crazy, but I'll just go ahead and give it to you and give Danielle the sexy part. <laughs> Ooh. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't want no mistakes. I don't want more no mistakes. Okay. <laughs> and shout out and shout out to Boom. Shout out to Boom Balenciaga, keeping the kids motivated and keeping the kids, you know, just interested and entertained on his little big old lives and everything. So shout out to Boom. Yeah. Speaking of Bigo. I'm seeing a lot of different posts. Um, I've been seeing them more this week, um, just this, about the people feeling some kind of way about the people on Bigo saying, oh, it's going to be a lot of altercations and fights after. Um, let's open back Head up out. because of Bigo. Yeah. Wait. What's going on, Bigo? What's going on, people? <laughs> Talk to me. Let us know what's going on. What's going on with the animosity and all the hatred and all the – should be love. Should be love to everybody to see each other, you know. With the time off, it shouldn't be that type of, you know, animosity and hatred in the air. Let's love. Let's love each other. Well, Beagle is not a new, it, it's not new per se, is it? So it's been around. Right, it's not new. It's not, it's not new. But it was yeah. because of the, you know, the boredom that was lacking in ballroom it gave the people an outlet um, to entertain one another. And, you know, with that, just comes more and more, you know, and more and more. So mm-hmm. that's what seems to happen to me. No, to me at the end. I would like to know, I mean, if anybody could call in and let us know, like, what's that? Like, I don't get it. Like, I thought it was, people on there like y'all was making money y'all getting your beans and all this stuff from what it was explained to me how y'all take that and end up getting into it on Beagle yeah that's that's my thing I heard it was all about going on there trying to make money and stuff so how did it end up to the the point where people want to go fight when the first ball when the first ball I'm gonna get and I like I thought that was like some kind of joke or something, but if people are really getting, yeah, it's not that serious, y'all. How y'all go from making Let's money? Not. Let's hope that. Hmm. Yeah. Well, y'all just y'all just hold it together, golly. But anyways. The cities have opened back up. I know Rodney said he's waiting on the city to open up, so I don't know what's going on up there. They must be strict, but uh, oh no, no. I mean, you the, know, you know, we're just not can you know go outside regulatory, not um, against the grain and not you know whatever. So no, Chicago is still mandated. That well, Illinois is still mandated till May, end of May, um, and we have. Uh, a strict, you must wear a mask in all, um, in any, you know, place you go in place of business, you must wear a mask. It's mandated as well in the state of Illinois. So, yeah. Well, 
I was just about to I'm going to let y'all know right now, I need them to close Dallas back down. Please close Dallas back down. I have been enjoying 10-minute here, five-minute there. What? In Dallas? 10-minute here, five-minute there, knocking out what I need to knock out, get on back in the house, and quarantine. We are back at 45 minutes when it used to be 10 minutes, an hour. Where you, I'm like, what? I'm, when I tell you it's been so many wrecks since the city opened in the past 72 hours, it has been so many wrecks over Dallas. I'm like, y'all was so excited to get out so y'all can't drive no more? What happened? So you guys like, opened up Friday? They opened, yes, we opened up Friday. And a few retail opened and a few restaurants opened. But I've seen what the restaurants was doing, and it was kind of scary. That's bad that it's scary like that. When you go uptown Dallas, oh, hey, how y'all doing on the live? Share the live, share the live. I know y'all can't be here all night, but you may be able to listen later. But when you ride down uptown, they wasn't opening the inside of the restaurant. They was opening – I was thinking something closed in the back, closing it back. Oh, somebody said I was thinking of some closing back down too. They wasn't, you know how some of those restaurants got the outside patios where you can go eat at and stuff like that. A lot of the little, yeah. a, 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 a lot of the restaurants that had the outside patios were opening. Like people were literally sitting outside on the patios, not like table next to table. It was kind of like a table of somebody, somebody or like two people sitting at a table, and then you skip a table or something. Then it was like maybe two people sitting there or one person sitting. So I kind of was driving down the street just kind of noticing that they were yet still social distancing, but and that everybody had their mask on um, that were in the restaurants. But people were just outside walking down the street, no mask, no nothing. You know, I'm like, they had to get their liquor. They had to get their drink on. And I'm like, why y'all just can't go to the liquor store and get y'all y'all bottle? Y'all have to go to these bars and these little restaurants and sit down i don't know maybe it's i don't know a lot of people are psychologically messed up i guess right now and they just needed that that breather yeah they're ready they are they are trying to get the kickbacks which already been going on but baby when i tell you it was like five kickbacks here on friday three kickbacks on saturday it's probably a kickback. I, I don't know if it's a kickback. I, I think that, you that we've, you know, that you, I think that we've been able to be out. We've been able to, you know, in in some capacity. I mean, that you're not restricted mm-hmm. inside your homes. You can go out in in marginal spaces where there, you know, you know where 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 there's some there's some room. You can go to parks. You can go to, you know, what if you, if you're going to do runs or bicycle rides or anything. You can go to to stores and things and, and stuff, but there needs to be a, a moderate amount of people to ensure that everyone is staying safe. So I don't understand why people feel they've been technically, you know, if you want to be technical about it, cooped up because you have been able to. Maybe you're not able, we're not able to communicate with a lot of folks as we used to um, before the, the this, this whole thing started, but, but you can be out. You're not sequestered, so to speak, in your home. 
you know, so I don't understand what, you know, okay, now it's rampant. I understand you could always have been out. You could always been in a park at some point. You you know, you could have always, you know, if they opened back up a beach, done it in, in, in moderation, but I don't know. I think we must be dealing with a lot of lazy people. They just want to, they just want to go to a club and, they not they not with that. Oh, so what you, a club. You know okay. what I'm saying? I, yeah, because yeah, I see. I you you are definitely right. We went to the park the other day. Um, had a little Vogue session in the park with uh, I was you know one on one Vogue a little session with one of the uh, kids in the park, and I'm looking around the park. Everybody's social distancing, but it was like mostly everybody was running. They was running maybe doing push-ups over in the grass, maybe, you know, up under a tree trying to get some, or either uh, you could see a couple maybe just wanting to have a picnic out, you know. And I don't know about y'all, but maybe it's me. Maybe I'm tripping. It just felt so nice, and it smelled different. And I'm like, it just smelled clearer um, outside for some reason. I don't know. I guess not enough smog. I know a lot though. of folks. <laughs> I know a lot of folks were at the on the pier at the pier. Um, Jr. and Rodney in in New York. Somebody did a live. I can't remember who did the live. It showed all the folks that were on the pier um, in New York, and it was just gobs of people. It was man. There was certainly not a lot of social distancing going on, or a lot of mask wearing, or any for the most part. So. Uh, who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? So, on how how is North Carolina doing? How what stage are you guys on? Well, North Carolina hasn't doing? officially opened opened back up. North Carolina hasn't officially opened back up as of yet. Um, <clears throat> the stay at home is enforced until the eighth, I think, and then the supposedly the, 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 the opening back up in moderation starts on the fifteenth of, of of this month, unless uh, Governor Cooper decides to. Do something else and extend it, uh, which he has, which that hasn't been said yet. So um, I think North Carolina is trying to ease back into things um, a little bit. So we'll we'll see. Um, well, but it says uh, I want to give a shout out to Abounding Prosperity down here in Dallas, Texas. Um, you know they did the. Remember they did the uh they did the um the live show and stuff and got people to donate money and all this kind of stuff and um you could go online to aboutinprosperity.com and sign up for the COVID-19 kits and everything and also um you know they were letting them know that they just opened up their center to where they have nurses and everything to still do their testing and you know, your STDs, STIs, syphilis, HIV testing, or, you know, if you just get sick and you need to go to the Hope Clinic and everything, they have been open. So shout out to them because Saturday they started passing out the first batches, and it was it was a first-come, first-served, but entertainers, bars, uh, people that work at bars and stuff like that and work at clubs that's in our community and everything, they had like a first-come um, they had it like a, a get to go first. When I tell you, I went up there because you know I was dropping off my daughter because she works at the bar and she's an entertainer. So I picked the winner to drop her off to you know get a COVID nineteen kit, 
Um, they were also um, testing and everything and all of that. And it was just so good because then they said sign up again because now they're supposed to start doing black women, period. It didn't matter if you was LGBT or whatever. Go to AboundingProsperity.com um, in the Dallas area. They're doing the black black females. Um, if you're black and female and stuff like that, uh, then they're going with the, you know, black, female, transgender and stuff like that. Um, all of that is going to be able to go next. And then the more, the more money they have, they're going to start opening it up to more, you know, um, just come up here and get these COVID-19 kids. But you have to go on AboundingProsperity.com to register for your COVID-19 kid. It costs you nothing. And it was a little uh, – it was a monetary gift in there. Um, I forgot how much it was, but it was in the hundreds. And just something, you know. So shout out to, you know, Team Abound and Prosperity for just coming out there with their mask on. Had DJ Rude Boy on the ones and twos with his mask on. And just out there trying to do something, you know. Like I said, those people, they, you know, put the spotlight on them. I just, just doing something in this time. Yeah, shout out to Bounty Prosperity, Kirk, my, uh, uh, and Kirk, uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, shout out. What is the COVID-19 kit? What is it? The COVID-19 kit, um, for what I remember looking in the box, they had, like, the hand sanitizer, the face mask, the um, the different, uh, like, uh, different medicines, like the teas, the, the, uh, the, they had the little, um, you know, the instructions on if you get it, the, you know, the, what to look for, things of that nature, all of that, um, uh, thermometers and stuff to check your temperature. Then it had the safe sex stuff in there and all that stuff, too, of course. Um, that was just some of the things that I've seen in there. Um, and it, like I said, it came with the monetary, it also came with the monetary gift to go, you know, maybe you right. needed some groceries or something like that. You just never know. Um, those were some of the things that I've seen in the actual COVID-19 kit, just stuff to soaps and things like that. Uh, like I said, they really, and just instructions on how to catch it. You know, like I've seen one of them was like, you know, check if your throat is itchy and stuff like this or whatever, drink this tea and make sure you keep warm water because it's starting in the throat, all that kind of stuff. So, Very cool. Very cool. Huh. And like I said, it's always you always want to make sure that you give out the the condoms and the safe sex messages and everything like that. So it's kind of like they tied a lot of stuff into one, and and you know making people feel comfortable to actually come on down there and just get it. You know, it, all of us. It was some of the it was big people down there getting that COVID nineteen kit because of the simple fact that monetary value. People worked at the club. People are entertainers. People people got laid off. It's, you know. <laughs> You know, people, and then, like I said, they're going now with the, you know, transgender women and black women, and then sooner or later it's just going to be whatever they have left over. If people still want to donate, go to AP, I mean, AboundingProsperity.com. They are literally actually doing this for the community. Like I said, in the end, when, with the people getting tested and stuff like that, uh, they're still out there testing, and they still have incentives for testing. Um I got tested. Uh, uh, I got tested Saturday. I'm waiting on my results too. That's why I said we got to get out there in the forefront. You know, um, go get tested for everything. You just never know. I know we've been quarantined, but hey, you don't know what happened before quarantine. So, I always get tested. So that's 
Shout out to them, and shout out to anybody anywhere else that's out there doing things like that, you know, helping out everybody, giving monetary little things. It, uh, every little bit can help. Every little bit can help. And like I told them last night, that's what I did with my stimulus, you know. I was like, you know, you can break, especially if you didn't realize you was going to get it. I was like, why don't we just, you know, break it up? And that's what I did. I started, like, kind of breaking it up. You know, I know who might need something. Because I'm trying to get a blessing. I don't know about y'all. Right now, I need a blessing. I just did it like that. I didn't do all of it, but, you know, I did a little something, something, something. I don't give away all my stimulus. Very things. cool. It's going to sit in a lot of y'all. <laughs> That's very cool. Yeah, there, there are a lot of folks out there doing things, as we talked about last week, and along with the Bounding Prosperity, along with Housewives Matter. Um, the COVID-19 Relief Fund from Housewives Matter started started um, last week. Um, um uh, sending out the funds and are continuing on this week, sending out funds and will continue on until there are just no funds left. And, um, uh, you know, and, and still asking for any kind of donations or anything uh, via the HLM website or uh, HLM Facebook page. You can go and see if you would like to um, donate anything to that so we can continue to help out uh, this community. Um of HLM, you know, you have uh, Reach LA out in uh, California, out in uh, on the in Los Angeles, who are also doing things for those who uh, ballroom uh, community who is on the West Coast, um, and I'm sure there's a, a a myriad of other folks doing things. So, yeah, it's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Uh, Shout out to all the agencies giving back, helping out, and um, assisting during this time. Definitely um, kudos to you guys, all organizations. I'm going to cdc.gov. I'm just trying to see something. Because I know that um, y'all haven't been getting, uh, they haven't been saying anything about any uh, new cases or anything? Um, yeah, they, you know, it's been, it, it's been coming across in a negative light, I guess. Um, especially with, um, Georgia opening back up Friday. Um, and then they sent out something like yesterday with a thousand new cases since, the state of Georgia opened back up and stuff like that. But it's, you know, it's kind of misleading because they were probably already out there, but they just got um, jotted down, um, you know, so it's like, yeah. Yeah, there's there's been some some mixed things. We don't know how these numbers play out and whatever like that, but they had, you know, they, it, they had, because I know me and Rodney had spoke about it with some other folks um, when um, Atlanta opened back up, especially Atlanta. And they talked about what they had a high number of new um, infection rates with COVID um, after open within the, within that, what was the 24 hour period? Rodney or something like that. It was saying mm-hmm. um, I can't remember, but they it was supposed to be a huge number of, of increase in in cases. So I don't know how that worked out. How they had I don't know if they were doing rapid tests that they got it back or 
with these prior tests that they had done and it, they came back. You know, I don't know. I don't know how they did the testing or anything like that, but those were some of the outcomes, whether, you know, the media did it like that or whether it was reported like that, I don't know. But that was a conversation. And um, in Illinois, um, 46, which is, I mean, any any fatality is not a good thing, but as far as in the news, as far as stats, um, 46 fatalities, which was the lowest daily death toll in about two weeks for Illinois. Mm. Oh. Okay. So, I mean, I guess that's progression. But like I said, not a good thing, but this was, I guess, stats now. It's a great thing. So, so uh, um, there's a couple other things to talk about as well. I know, right now, I know you have someone coming on. Do you still have them coming on or no? Or we can just yeah, yeah, yeah. I told him I'm around okay. 11, so. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd give us a to get some stuff out the way or do whatever, so I had a few of them. Um, Monty, uh, Monty Khan said he would swing by. Um, okay, Cam cool. Cam yeah. but he didn't know if he was going, but he sent me his information. Um, Tati, she is always late with responding. Um, overall, Father Corey St. Laurent will be chiming in. Uh, Malcolm Marjela, um, I spoke with him. He said he would try to come on. He said he would come on, and I spoke with Ari West. Um, she said she would try to get her little two cents in as well. So tried to get some of some of the. Um, Chefs and bakers and the bowling thing. Some of the chefs and bakers and yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. You so, can come on and tell us, you know, about some things they've been doing and um, you know, how they keep in business. Oh, also I'm sorry. Damn. Um T J Prodigy as well. So T J well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanna cool. get and if if I I'm gonna try to see if I can get ten uh Nemo. Blonick, but uh, we call him Timmy Chancellor, but his name, well, his name is Timmy Chancellor, but we call him Timmy, but Nemo Blonick also has yeah. a very, a very, when I tell you he cooks down, but make it look so pretty, and you you know how you look at something, you be like, I'm not going to really eat that, and stuff. but you eat it, and it tastes like grandma, oh yeah, that's him, <laughs> but um, it tastes like he who? has a business. Like grandma, grandma, like grandma's cooking. Grandma, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I said, I said yeah, grandma. grandma. <laughs> uh, he can make a, like he made a devil. What I'm saying is like he made a devil egg, then it looked black with the sparkly stuff on it. And I'm like, I'm not eating that. But when I ate it, I'm just like, okay. Or when he ate, makes his like meatloaf and all this kind of stuff, he make it look so pretty and the presentation is so beautiful. And you know, I really you you thinking I'm not supposed to eat that like, but it tastes. It's he's he's a really good cook, and he has a bistro here in Denison, Texas, um, and he was kicking off and everything was going well, and I just want him to be able. I'm gonna try to see if I can get him to come out because he's making these new lemonades that he's shipping to people and they're very healthy. But um, I've been seeing people posting and saying that they are very good also. So 
We want to get his information and see if we can help him out also. Uh, let me see, ladies and gentlemen. This is the icon Harold Balenciaga. She called me daddy, I don't even know her mama. She gon' do it for some Dolce, Gabbana, Louis, Gucci, Fendi, Prada. With no strings attached like Balenciaga. She called me daddy, I don't even know her mama. She gon' do it for some Dolce, Gabbana, Louis, Gucci, Fendi, Prada. With no strings attached like Balenciaga. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Um, just here I had um <clears throat> ordered um a bed and a dresser and I was um putting that stuff together. I didn't didn't realize that guys were doing the show. I mean, I know it's Monday. You ordered a sixteen piece and a biscuit. But tonight, <laughs> right about <laughs> right about now, that sounds rather good. Actually, Jay Rock. Okay. <laughs> since, since you're feeling generous with your stimulus, why don't you go ahead and cash at me enough to get me a oh my piece of biscuit? <laughs> no, 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 no. You said you felt like blessing folks. <laughs> Am I not worthy of a blessing? <laughs> Jay Rock? Or were you lying on, lying on the Lord? No, you're worthy of a blessing. <laughs> but I know that you've been working from home. Some of these people ain't been working, Harold. Well, I'm an essential worker. Well, go to McDonald's and show them your ID and get your free meal. So they're definitely doing it. Wow. <laughs> so you pick and choose. <laughs> so you pick and choose. That's what you do. Wow. <laughs> tell them you, have to you're you have to pick and choose. Yeah, tell them you, oh, really you got to pick and choose. Well, McDonald's. You want to play I mean, he's saying that he only had a limited amount of money, so he couldn't give to everyone. Right. So he had to pick and choose. Everyone, every everyone has a limited limited amount of money. No one has unlimited. So, <laughs> so Jarrod, just say no. You don't you, you don't want to help me out. So he had, he could have gave to twelve people, right, Harold? He could have gave twelve people one hundred dollars. I'm not even asking for that. I just, I, I just need something for some chicken and a biscuit. Since you said, you know, that's... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's wrong, J-Rock? It's very rare to check you get quiet. <laughs> until you start talking about until you start talking about money. Yeah. Oh, now you don't want to talk no more. Uh-uh. <sighs> This is the iconic point of view. I'm not even a legend. <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> you better come through, J-Rod. <laughs> well, as an intern, pay your you, you got to pay your dues. Oh, um, like a chicken. <laughs> Wait. 16P's ah! <laughs> got me sad. It's work. Okay. Look, a 16-piece might get you that status. <laughs> a family a family meal, a family bag could get you that status. Okay. So what's going on, J-Rock? How did um, um, Terry and Letitia show go last night? I know y'all were doing this. Did someone actually get the $75? Yes, they did. 
Chipmunk Ebony won seventy five dollars. I posted it on my wall. Um, they had the um, who had it was the most fierce stay at home picture that they had to send to us um, or video. And first, well, grand prize was Chipmunk Ebony, and first place was Icon Raquel Aga. She sent a produ- she did a production and everything. <laughs> But they said that oh, looked the said, most oh, I thought you meant fees. I thought you meant fees, but you meant good, good fees, right? No, 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 no. Good and fears, bad. And this is how oh, okay. I'm gonna tell y'all. I'm gonna tell y'all how Chipmunk won. Chipmunk kept coming through. Uh, Chipmunk Ebony kept coming through the live saying, "Somebody said she looked she looked pretty, even though she was looking fierce." That's not right. Fierce cannot be pretty. If you're talking about ballroom fierce, and then uh, Letitia said, no shade. She was sitting still, but, and then Raquel was like, oh, no, baby. This is how I look. This is, you know, I'm, this, it was it was over. She was like, it's all in fun, though. She had did a whole production and everything. She was all laid out, had her hair all messed up, and all that kind of stuff. Justin, Justin Armstrong, my brother, sent in his most fierce photo, but his most fierce photo was a photo of me. And he said, I would like to put my, <laughs> send my submission. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. So he got disqualified from the game. <laughs> wow. So, but it, it, it was $75 and $45. I'm going to try to do something else um, another time, maybe after Mother's Day. I was trying to come up with some kind of idea because even some people had chimed in and said they wouldn't mind, you know, putting in on that just to have fun with ballroom or something like that, like to just have like a little category on the uh, radio show. And when they come in and they start submitting them to um, either you guys or either Letitia or Terry or whatever, and, uh, you know, just having fun because it'd be boring and stuff just to get the kids to have fun. So. But I got to come up with something. And when I come up with ideas or whatever. Sounds fun. Sounds fun. Choose even like with this chef thing, if I would have knew that, I could have had send me the, like the best video, uh, the uh, send us in, like, you know, like maybe like on a, you got up until Sunday to send us in you cooking and all this kind of stuff and show us the best presentation and give them something to make and like look at the presentation or whatever. But we can't taste it, so I don't know. Something. I'm trying to come up with something. Well, that's what's up. It yeah. sounds like fun. We can figure something out. Yeah. yeah. If I know I have, I have to draw this work, I would have order for my kids. Okay. Is it a lot to put together? No, it's just a very... Um, the um, you know, the dresser when you get a dresser, the handles on the inside. So. Oh, okay. So it came with a bed. It came with a bed too. No, I, I bought a bed and a dresser. Oh, a bed and a dresser. Yeah, I mean, like I I, I kept my mattress and box spring. I just bought a headboard. Like the headboard, the football board, and the rail. Right. So it's a king size. It's a king size firm, right? 
said he said that like, he kept his mattresses and his box. I don't know what kind. I, I don't. I don't know what kind of bed. I did not know what kind of but bed. I'm just saying. Like, he he said he kept the mattress. You said it's a king size firm. Oh my God! <laughs> now Harold, you know it's so already been it's already been so so you want to try. Well, try it. We set it to the side. We set it to the side, Rodney. <laughs> Lord. Why do y'all always have to do that? I just asked you, was it a king size firm mattress? No, no baby. Mattress. no, baby. No, baby. You was trying it, and I met I met you halfway before you could even get where you were going. <laughs> as, you were pulling, as you were pulling out the driveway, I was right there. <laughs> so, so hey, hey, uh, Harold, Arnold, somebody wants Arnold. to have a, huh? J-Rock, I was waiting for you at the dough. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Every case, I mean, um, um, Harold, somebody wanted to uh, have a conversation with us today. Today, so um, they wanted and they wanted to come on the show and have this conversation. So, um, is anybody in queue, um, J Rock? Is anybody any any callers? Let me check the switchboard. Um, uh, mm, come on, Black Studio. I don't know what's going on with this. Rest in peace, Shula. Are y'all got? Ooh, y'all got well, listeners. Okay, there you go. Enrique, if you're listening. Well, there was somebody in the queue, but I don't. That don't look like Enrique's number unless he got his number changed or something. But let me see who this is. Um, six seven eight five five four live on the air. Hey, what's good, y'all? CJ Prodigy, how y'all doing tonight? Hey, hey CJ, what's up, how you doing? Hey, CJ, what's up? Shit, what's going on, fellas? How y'all? Pretty good. Pretty well, good. no complaints. Hello. Right. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Thank you, CJ, for calling in. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. Hold on one second. I'm trying to see if we got um, a couple of more so we can just have all you guys on at the same time. Um, J-Rock, do you have any more people to press one? If not, we'll proceed with CJ. Um, No, I see people on the line, but they have not pressed one. Oh, okay, we got another one. Hold on. Let's see who this is. Two zero two four four six. You're live on the air. Oh Lord, what's, what's going on? It's coming. This Monty. How y'all doing? Good evening, what's sir. Up, Monty, how are you? I'm well, bro. What's going on, too? Not much. We are Hello. here. We are here. We got Harold, oh, myself, and Jay. Okay, bring on the. Let me see who is this. Uh, I think this is uh, 646464. Hey, what's up, guys? This is uh, Lamar. Good evening, Corey. How are you, sir? What's up, Corey? I'm 
pretty good. Just got back in the house. I'm good. How's everybody doing? All right. We good. We good. Thanks for calling me. Well. No can you, can you guys hear me? Um, okay. Yes. Yeah. You, you, um, right. You seem a little distance from your phone, but I can hear you. <laughs> Say it again. You seem like you're practicing social distance from your phone, but I can hear. You. I was. <laughs> <Shut> up. <laughs> so thank you, gentlemen, definitely for calling in. Uh, we want to definitely give props and thanks for what you guys are doing as well on doing this time, you know, is your businesses and things like that. Um, you're getting out here, um, still serving the community and making, serving up some good food, um, good desserts and things like that. I just wanted you guys to come on to um, actually promote your businesses and, you know, tell us a little bit about them. Uh, for the people who never ordered or never eaten anything from you guys, um, just to come on to, you know, Embrace the, the callers um, with the platform. That's what we're here for. No charging. Um, everything we do is for the community. Um, so, CJ, since you called in first, um, you can get started. Tell us the name of your business, what you serve, where you live, uh, house affiliation, stuff like that. Just tell us a little bit about your um, your business. Okay, what's, <clears throat> what's going on, y'all? Uh, my name is CJ. Um, Chef CJ, everybody calls me CJ Prodigy to Ballroom. The name of my private chef and catering company is called Weston Eats, and we're based out of Atlanta. Um, you can catch me usually Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, posting up menus for the meals that I have for that day. I do pre-orders two days before. Um, currently, I am not taking any private chef bookings right now due to the, of course, pandemic and being as safe as possible, but I am available for pickup and delivery at all times. Um, of course, once all this is over, I'll be picking up with business as usual, but for right now, it's pickup and delivery only. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I do a little bit of everything from meal prep, brunches, regular Sunday, soul food dinners, Italian food, Caribbean food, you know. <clears throat> I do my thing. I've been in business going on almost four years now. Okay, okay. And again, we're based out of Atlanta. And um, tell us again how to... Hold on. Hold on. Could you give the listeners your um, information on how to reach out to you, how to order different stuff like that? Oh, yes. So the name the name of my uh, Instagram is chef underscore C-E-E-J-A-I. Again, that's chef underscore C-E-E-J-A-I. On Facebook, my business page is called West End Eats Catering LLC. That's W-E-S-T-E-N-D-E-A-T-Z Catering LLC. For any kind of quotes or anything like that, you guys can DM me or I can be reached by email at westendeats at gmail.com. And my direct contact, which is my phone number, is attached to my bio on Instagram and on Facebook. So for any kind of quotes or anything like that, you guys can just hit me up on there. Okay. Okay, before we move on for CJ, um, I just wanted to um, just expound upon uh, some of what you shared. Um, You have catered several balls in Atlanta, correct? I have, yes. You want to share with the people what you've done? Um, okay, so I've done for the past, I'll say, over a three-year time period, 
Um, Brandon Lonvin and Clinton Lonvin have utilized my services for a few of the balls that they're throwing here in Atlanta. Um, and I'm very, very grateful for them that they're one of the first group of people to actually reach out and support my company and myself. So big ups to Brandon and Clinton Lonvin. Um, I've done a few of the Kiki balls here too. I'll be doing one again on the 29th at the end of the month, actually, for the House of Bodega, their house ball. Um, but yeah. I've done a few dinners and ballroom catering. Not too much, though, but the line of business has been on the support system, so I'm cool with that. Hold on one second. I don't know who is that trying to compete with this young man while he's talking. Not you, a carrier. <laughs> Whew, thank you. Go ahead, CJ. I apologize. No, 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 you're good. Um, I've also catered, of course, my house mother's balls for the past two years, which is Jason Prodigy, The List. Um, I'll be doing that in August as well. So if you guys are going to be at The List, I'll be catering that as well. Okay. Okay. Any more questions for CJ? I don't have um, well, this is J Rock. If um, all of y'all, if all of y'all can send me a uh, send me a DM of your uh, send me a DM of how they can contact your business, so I can put it all together on one post, like for people dip- in different areas and everything, so they can reach out and you know maybe have you cater, or either they can just uh, if y'all making specialties, or you know some people make cakes, some people just do certain I don't know, some people just don't want to cook. Y'all can charge because I know I'll pay somebody to cook sometimes, so I don't care. So if y'all can DM, like, just uh, send me a message on uh, Facebook with your contact information and your IGs and your Facebook so I can put up the business name and stuff like that and tell people to how to reach y'all. Give me your Facebook. Okay, cool. My Facebook says Cedric Johnson. It's a very handsome man with the Dallas skyline and the ball in the back and, a, a, like, lit. Situation. Just type in Cedric Johnson. I thought you said it was your yours. It's definitely mine. <laughs> Whose who, who picture do you have up this week? You got, you I got, got my picture up. Oh baby, it's my picture up there. Wait, he gave he gave very a handsome man a few days. I thought it was your page. Oh, it is. It is. But what I was gonna say okay, is. Uh, Holly Rock is a very handsome man. Don't do that. He's very handsome. When we <laughs> before so we go to the next, pay it, pay it. Oh my goodness! Before we go to the next chef and or baker or whatever, let me bring four zero four nine nine zero. You live on the air. What's up, you guys? This is um, Malcolm Margellas, Mama's Boy Catering. What's up? Hey Malcolm. Hey Malcolm. Hey Malcolm. Thank you. What's up with you guys? Thank you. Thank you. Definitely for joining us. I'm a fella that's coming through for a minute tonight. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Well, Malcolm, just uh, stay with us for a minute. Um, we have Monty. You're up next. Uh, give us the same, you know, same everything. Tell us what you do, where you reside, you know, where you your company at, things that you, you know, specialize in, and stuff like that. Information as well. All right. Thanks for the opportunity. Um, commend everyone that's on the line. Uh, big up for um, everybody that's out here providing the service, especially during these times. Um, my name is Monty Brown, um, Chef Monty. 
Um, my business is Taste the Cajun Catering, based uh, in Washington, D.C., uh, serving the DMV. Um, however, I do personal chefing as well, so I do fly out and um, have clients for several different events. So, uh, Boutique Catering Business probably been doing catering for about mm, 17 years or so. Um, and let's see, um, classically trained, um, educated, CIA, Culinary Institute of America. Um, so, my background is traditional French cuisine. Um, with French techniques, I specialize in modern American um, cuisine, and um, I can do an array of almost whatever. Um, right now, um, Rodney, hit me up. Appreciate it. I've been uh, just doing like something once a week. Um, only once a week right now is because, of course, catering is pretty much shut down. However, I've been blessed to be really busy. Um, servicing um, the district government COVID relief and the mayor's uh, workers. So I'm busy like Monday through Friday right now doing uh, last week I did like meals for like over a thousand people, um, like 975 meals. And on Wednesdays I do food for the elders at my church. So we provide a team for that. So currently um, this month, I'm sorry, this Sunday, I'm doing a special brunch. I just put the menu out probably like uh, 45 minutes ago um, for brunch for this Sunday. If you're in the DMV area, um, I'm doing a brunch for two. Or you can do a brunch for four. Um, it's a prefix, so it means that um, it's a set price. Um, that menu consists of a douce glazed um, fried chicken over um a Belgian waffle with um, shrimp and grits um, with jumbo prawns and dooley chicken sausage, asparagus, and a white wine velouté sauce. Um, also, uh, something else is on the menu. Um, There's going to be a choice between um, rack of lamb or fried lobster tail. Um, there's desserts that's available as well, and it's a fixed price of like um, for two, it's like 95. If you get uh, four, it's like 180. Um, but, you know, um, also, you know, throughout the other weeks, we'll be doing, I'll be doing, um, you know, meals for one, you know, ranging a variety of prices. So my meals are not always expensive. It's just a, a Mother's Day situation, which is a prefix, but meals range from like uh, 15 to like 45. And it's you know it depends on what what it is it changes throughout the week so, so, so always seafood options um, rack of lamb um, Hawaiian ribeyes whatever you know whatever whatever I'm filling for the week or whatever people re- reach out and I respond back to them um, but that's about it I don't know if there's any questions for me but um, that's my business oh my let me give you um, I guess my handles on IG it's uh, Taste the occasion, which is the word taste, T-A-S-T-E, the T-H-E, and occasion, O-C-C-A-S-I-O-N, taste the occasion altogether on IG. Um, my personal IG is Montiano, M-O-N-T-I-A-N-O, and the number one, 
That's M O N T I A N O, the number one. Uh, Facebook is um, oh, Facebook is Marciano Brown, M O N T I A N O, B R O W N. And then Facebook business is Taste the Occasion Catering. Um, my contact number is 202-446-4079. That's 202-446-4079. If anybody has any questions, want to reach out to me. Um, if you need any assistance with any any type of event from dinner for two, uh, meal prep, um, special events, weddings, whatever the case may be, conferences. Um, but that's about it. Other than that. Uh, life is good. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much, Monty, for sharing it with us. Um, I have a question for Monty. If, if you, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I have a question for Monty and um, the other gentleman, uh, CJ. Uh, what have been some of the challenges, if you will, that you have seen, like with not just for like COVID, but just overall with your business, has been that you guys have been doing this for a while. Um, this is CJ. Um, what is like the most the like you know the most challenging thing you had to experience with having your own company? Um, I guess personally um, for me, and this is C- can you guys hear me? Yeah. Wait, wait, go yeah. Ahead, CJ. Yeah. yeah. So I guess personally for me, it's the rescheduling, the rebooking of a lot of things that I had on the calendar with certain clients. Um, and, of course, folks being very impatient, no matter how much you try to, you know, accommodate them, whether it's, you know, rescheduling, accommodating certain fees, adjusting fees, or whatever it's going to be, people are having things to be very impatient. But, I mean, something, it's, like, it's still business and you got to run it as such. So, I guess that would be the biggest hurdle, of course, besides the typical, just the lack of business that's just been coming through. Some people will inquire and you know, even put the deposit down on certain things just to come back three or four days later because they're just not either comfortable with it or they don't want to just be too careful. So, I mean, it's just a more the, the more of a higher influx of back and forth, I'll say for me. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll speak to, I, I thought what I, um, I heard that as well, but I, I'll speak to, I think what I heard was as far as like being in a business pre-COVID and maybe some challenges, I'll, um, I'll speak to that. And that's just from a standpoint of being a minority um, small business um, and in a major city. So I guess, you know, just trying to make sure that all of your licensing is correct and, you know, um, being a small business owner, um, sometimes uh, fees and um, things and infrastructure and um, disciplines and things like that, you just have to um, work through. And some things is, is not a class for some things. It's just you learn as you go along. So I right. guess time has been a has been a teacher. And, um, you know, I think providing a great service is what stands out the most. Um, having good food, making sure that you know, uh, food is hot, food arrives on time. I guess, you know, being punctual, um, you know, is, is very, very important. Um, you know, um, that's about that's about it. I think punctuality, um, great presentation, um, having the right staff, having um, um, the right people represent your business is, is probably most important. 
and uh, communication, you know. And um, and uh, this business is, for me, has been one of a word of mouth, a service industry business. So people have your food, they, they're going to tell people whether it's good or bad, and that's what normally mm-hmm. speaks and, and how most of your business, how you obtain most of your business. Um, and I think, you know, that's the important part is, um, you know, how you present yourself and, um, and you know, taking care of the business part of it, you know, making sure that you're not spending spending your deposits and, don't, you know, don't have no money to go get people's food and things like that. And, you know, it's, it can be a tough industry at times because business can be slow. Um, so, you know, maneuvering when that happens and trying to get out here and hustle. Um, you see right now right. a lot of people uh, doing dinners or doing meals um, and to kind of creating uh, spaces for themselves. And by no means there's enough food out here to go around. Um, and enough, you know, people out here. So it's, it's not really competition. I have friends, several several chefs that I know of are doing meals same days as me or, you know, different, putting out different types of menus or we run them across each other. What you think about this? What you think about that? You know, making sure that the flyer is right, making sure that the advertising is right, you know, um, making sure that things make sense on the menu and you ain't just putting a high price item out there just because, oh, oh um, I know I was missing something. I had a strawberry kale salad with a champagne vinaigrette that was on that menu. That's what it was. It was beat my brain trying to figure out what it was. But, um, <laughs> But that's about it, um, you know. In this in this era right here, in this COVID time, again, I've been blessed um, because I've been just doing some government stuff, and it's like weekly. So I mean, you know, right now it's just like Monday through Friday this week. I just got like breakfast and lunch for uh, you know for the relief team. Um, so that's cool, you know. Um, I just happen to go to like the warehouses where they keep all the masks and gloves and gowns and, you know, the equipment for the ventilators and all of that type of stuff. The staff is there. I'm just feeding that staff, you know, and then they switch up and I have to go downtown with they had like a hundred nurses answering the phone around the clock and feed that staff. And, you know, it's a, you know, I'm just blessed to be in a position, um, you know, um, to be called or be a part of it. And, um, it's a great opportunity. Although, you know, um, I want to see this pandemic come to an end um, and nobody else expire. But, you know, it's been kind of good for me, though. Right. Well, that's right. Well, Monty, make sure you DM me your handle. Okay. Um, give this me is your, J-Rock. Give under me the Cedric Johnson. Under Cedric Johnson with a C or F? With a, with a C, C-E-D-R-I-C-K, Johnson. Look for the beautiful young man standing there with the beautiful smile, lights in the background, and a Dallas, you know, monumental ball. So that lies. That who is the I, I don't see none of that on these Cedric Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> you got to put your face in Beckford off? No, no, I ain't bullshit, Cedric. <laughs> Cedric, hit my hit my hit my page because I'm not yours not coming up. Oh, okay. You can't find it's the picture coming up. If you put Cedric Johnson in there, uh, there's gonna be three pictures come up: a J Rock a J Rock Ebony page, which I don't use. There's gonna be a page with a chief on there that is a beautiful chief in khaki uniform, but don't use that one. 
and there's going to be one with my whole face right there and a little tree behind me. Well, maybe you could delete some of those pages, I guess. I'm beautiful, Chief. Oh, wait. Okay. The one that says, who's Chief? That's you? That's me, but don't send it to that one. You know what? Send it to that one. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, you want GC Father, J-Rock, Ebony, that one? Yeah, it says Cedric Johnson. Father, J-Rock. Yes. The tree and the little light over the top, over top of that one. Exactly. You saw it. it. You see it, and you know you see it. No, I just saw it. <laughs> well, I don't. I, I don't see it, it either. I got it. That's the I funny thing. It. I don't see it either. I see okay. it, and I see um, it. And you Thank see you. it, and I know you see it. Corey. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Since you have a different situation than the other gentleman. I'm going to, we're going to go to Ma, uh, Malcolm first um, and talk with Malcolm. We're going to come back for you, if you don't mind. Oh, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. Okay. Malcolm, welcome to the line, the fellas. Hello. Hello, fellas. How are you guys? Hey, Rodney. Hey, Harold. Um, I don't really know everybody else, but hello. Arnold and J Rock. Hello. Arnold. Arnold and J Rock. Hello. I'm sorry. Hello, Arnold and J Rock. Hello. And the special co host, Corey. Thank you. And Corey. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, Malcolm, if you haven't heard the other people, you have um, TJ Prodigy, who lives in Atlanta, and you have Monty Khan, um, who lives in DC. And they're both um, chefs in their own right. Um, and you yourself, uh, Mama's Boy Cater. Well, I'll let you do your own story. So the floor is yours, sir. Um, okay, thank you. Um, well, uh, my catering company is Mama's Boy Catering, LLC. Um, we originated in Indianapolis, Indiana, but we relocate, relocated to the Atlanta area. Um, I specialize in catering as well as providing personal and private uh, chef services. I also do travel for events as well. Um, I do rails for public and uh, political figures. Um, My resume is included, but not limited to celebrities and my fellow ballroom peers. I've done a dessert bar for Lala Scott's Ball previously, and I've hosted events for LGBTQ organizations in Gilead and the Midwest area. Um, My specialties are comfort foods with a twist. I like to bring my clients' taste buds to life. Um, I also do meal preps um, as well as conferences, boutiques. Um, and special private dinners. And again, I do travel, and my contact information is Mama's Boy Catering LLC on IG, and that's also my email, uh, Mama's Boy Catering LLC at gmail.com. Um, I I do I, I also had a seasoning line that uh, a lot of people supported, and I do thank you. Um, it was Mama's Boy Seasoning. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about me and my business. Um, I don't pro- provide um, dinner plate um, services. Um, I'm more of a hands-on uh, personal chef um, in the kitchen. That's what I prefer to do. Um, right now, during the coronavirus, I am currently still doing private and personal um, catering in homes and business, but we do take very great precautions as far as face masks, uh, gloves, sanitizing wipes, and 
sanitizing air service, everything that's needed, including my the residents that I go into their homes. They're very precautious and very um, aware of what's going on. I try and we have no, most of my events are between two and three, two and four people because it's usually couples with their kids. So it's usually between two and four, but no parties bigger than six to eight during this uh, epidemic that's been going on so far. So, yeah, it's a little bit about me. That's what's up. Congratulations. Not me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was going on mute, so I wouldn't make any noise. Um, I said, Corey, did you want that same question um, for Malcolm to answer as well? Uh, Sure. Malcolm, um, the question was, uh, what has been, like, one of the most challenging things that you had to experience as a small business owner? you know, throughout throughout the, the years that you've been in, that you have been in business, what is one of the you know most challenging things or things or things that you had to experience? Um, well, one of the, one of the most challenging things is that um, everybody is not going to believe in what you're doing. You got to just do it despite anything that uh, you might hear or see. And you just got to do it. For me, uh, the most challenging thing is just just learning. I don't. I don't really have it's a growing it's a growing thing for me. So it's uh the most challenging thing would be would have been just making sure that, that letting people know that there, it's competition for everyone out here. Everybody can eat, there's enough for everybody to do, stay in your own lane and staying in my own lane I was trying to do so many different things originally. So I just had to find my niche and what worked for me and manifest it and Stay in my thing. So that's kind of my thing. Uh, I haven't really had a hard thing, a hard challenge to face really yet. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how long you say you've been in um, Mama's Boy been in business? Um, Since 2012. Okay. 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 Yeah, since 2012. Well, Malcolm, if you have any handles, make sure you DM me. DM, DM me. I'm not going to tell you exactly. Just look for Cedric Johnson. Cedric Johnson? Okay, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> go coach Robinson, like <laughs> And if you just find that person to be very attractive and can walk face and all that stuff, that's on you. But send me your handle. Okay, I got you. <laughs> Damn, what's going on? <laughs> Somebody said what? Like they were shot. <laughs> no. Um, Arnold, I didn't know COVID one of the symptoms was hallucination. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> said unmute him, but I'm like, where did you go? Oh. He didn't press one. I got him. There you go. Okay. He didn't press one, but I didn't know you came back. Um, so, Corey. Corey, um, I brought Corey on, gentlemen, because he's a, a, a baker, you know, but it's, it's like a different type of thing. Um, Corey, give us – let let the guys know your story. Why, you know. Okay, so for me, I am very much a newbie at 
this level of, um, you know, banking and uh, trying to, like, have a service for the people. So um, about two and a half weeks ago, I just basically had an urge to eat a sweet potato pound cake. I've always been baking since I was, like, maybe nine years old. So I always knew how to, like, bake the things that I wanted or anything I wanted to uh, create in the oven. I just basically went with it and see how it came out. So when I did that, it came out well. I posted on Facebook, and people were in my inbox calling my phone, like, oh, my God, I want one, I want one, I want one, which is what usually happens, especially when I bake something. Um, so this time people were really asking for my cash app and things like that. People started sending money, and I started fulfilling these orders. So um, what has happened since then, uh, it's been like two and a half weeks. I've probably baked at least 34 to 35 cakes so far. And so this all happened by default, and I've been talking with um, – Eric Milan, which has a company by the name of Kairos Moments, which helps like businesses with uh, business planning and um, getting your licenses, et cetera, et cetera, just how to get off the ground and take your business to the next level. So um, we have a meeting that's scheduled to come up to take this to a whole different level. And the reason why I was asking everyone, you know, what has been like your biggest challenge in the years that you've been in business is because here in New York City, oftentimes I've seen, like, you know, bakeries and certain businesses come and go. And when you see, like, you know, young guys out here doing it well, and then, you know, six months down the road, their business is not there, and you're seeing things on the door, like, oh, they pay the taxes. And then I'm like, wow, they had such a booming business, and now they're shut down due to something like not paying your taxes or whatever. So I just try to get as much information that I can get at first. So when I do take it to the next level, as far as, you know, creating my LLC, which I'm in the process of now, um, I just want to make sure that I have all my eyes dotted and all my T's crossed. So I like to ask the, the questions that can can save me from being one of those guys that the doors open on January the 1st, and then by June, July, could have been taken care of early on, right? So I always like to ask the questions that I feel like are the pertinent ones to keep a business afloat, even though they can always be like a hiccup or a challenge. Or like Monty has said and, and Malcolm, it was like, you know, the years that you have been, you just kind of like some stuff you just learn as you go, right? Um, so I like to get as much information as I can. So I'm meeting now with like, you know, the business advisor and trying to see how this is going to um, be able to move into the next step because the orders are coming in like crazy. So it's like I do different types of pound cakes. I do other desserts, but right now it seems that everybody wants a pound cake. So as they come in, I do fulfill them. And when I do take it to the next level, as far as with the business name and um, the flyers and the website and stuff, I will make sure that that stuff is all over the place for ballroom. Every ballroom group, probably my, everybody in my house probably will be sharing it. So Instagram and things like that. But right now, like I said, it's the early stages. I'm a newbie and I am speaking to um, Eric Malone, which has his own business that helps small businesses. Um, take it to the next level. All right. All right. Like um, we know how sometimes, um, hold on before, Carol or Ronald or Jared, did I have a question before I ask my next one? Um, yeah, I have a question for the guys. Um, mm-hmm. like, like pre-COVID uh, for, um, uh, this is Arnold. So uh, pre-COVID, were you guys employing folks? Um, Monty, uh, TJ, Malcolm, were you guys em- employing folks? 
I can answer. Uh, well, it's more of a so um, I, I pretty much have a full staff. If I if I have large events, then depending on the size of the event, like if I'm doing something like that's crazy, like 400 or so event, then I'll use a, a resourcing company. Um, okay. But um, you know, for smaller events, I do. But you know, with catering, it's kind of um, because I don't I don't currently hold any large contracts. Um, you know, I don't have a daily staff. Um, right. You know, even right now, like right now, I'm, they increased my numbers from for this week. Like last week, I was on fifty. Monday through Friday, I was on fifty for breakfast and fifty for lunch. Um, and then on Thursday and Friday, I did uh, I think two hundred for lunch and one seventy five for dinner. And then Friday was like. 175 and like 125. So, um, you know, because things had to be out by a certain time, and I'm going 200, everything right now is individual meals, right? So, I mean, you got to make the food, but then you got to plate it, and you got to be into go containers, and everything is like non contact. So, you just drop this stuff off out the heat bags, for table, drinks, beverages, utensils, everything's individually packed, you know, condiments, everything's individual. So, um, you know, I had. A team coming for that, like two that I that work with, um, so um, about four or five of us knock it out. You know, one person doing dishes, one you know, prep, two people cooking, one person pack. You know, it, it was just a, a team like that. But um, you know, as far as like daily staff, and then you know, um, some of these people that work with me work in the industry, so I refer them to other chefs. They work for them. So right now. Like my main chef, you know, he's working between three different caterers. I mean, yeah, three different caterers right now. Um, you know, and they, you know, he got on, you know, from me. But um, that's my right hand guy. Um, so, um, you know, that's 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 how this business goes. Um, you know, and then yeah. So I mean, the answer is yes, but with a with a no too. Um, because you right. pulling your core people. However, I mean, I've had house members and friends work with me in the kitchen. You know, I've had some younger house members who've been a job for, or they had a passion, or, or or they've done it before. So they worked with me for like smaller gigs for like a hundred or so people in the kitchen doing prep or whatever they can do. And you know, I just pay them straight out, you know, um, and take care of it that way. Um, but it's not like a ten ninety nine or anything like that. Right. Okay. Um, well for me, um, I actually have a contract. I don't have employees, but I have a contract with a gourmet chef who comes in and do things for me. And I also have a baker who comes in and do stuff with me and a violinist. If you guys need a violinist, thank you, violinist in Atlanta, Georgia. He specializes in hip hop and R and B, but he is under my wings, under my most way catering wings and um yeah, it's been hard with keeping with some of them it could be a uh a booking. I can book both I can book the violinist and myself, but right now people just want one. They don't really want two different types of people in their home. So it's just a lot of different obstacles to go with that. Um when it comes to people, I always reference other people. I, even when it comes to my celebrity, celebrity clients, 
Um, one of my dear friends, Larry, uh, Ms. Wright, his daughter was in town. Um, she's uh, venturing into entrepreneurship. I took her under my wing and took her to quality control uh, to be with JT and the City Girls. And I was cooking for an event with them. So I tried to um, encourage and show our entrepreneurship along the way with my business and contract other chefs and other small black businesses in the LGBT community and women too. So that's kind of what I do with my employment and things like that. If I have a big event, uh, like he said, I hire out um, other chefs or other friends or family that specialize in food or uh, they serve and handling and bartending and things like that nature. But for the most part, it's just me um, doing my thing in the kitchen for the family and for my clients and things. Malcolm, this is Harold. Quick question. Um, you cook for several celebrities, correct? Yes. Uh, can you share some of the people you've cooked for? Um, I cooked for uh, Shauna. They used to be with DTP. We started a charity together. Um, I cooked for Black China, um, Techno. He's a big African star over in Africa. I cooked for uh, JT, uh, the City Girls. Um, I cooked for Lance Stevenson um, in the NBA. Um, I've cooked for Kevin Gates. I cooked for, uh, I did Green Room for the Migos in Indianapolis. Um, a couple other people. Uh, yeah. Uh, Johnny Blaze from Love and Hip Hop. Um, okay. Yes. All right. Uh, Miss Lawrence, of course. I can't forget Miss Lawrence. Everybody know Miss Lawrence. I love Miss Lawrence. I cooked for Miss Lawrence before. I've seen her before. Monty, we know you cooked for Miss Lawrence. That's how she wound up going to Malcolm. My first celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Just wait. kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Like, no, just my, my first celebrity client came from actually from a ballroom patron. Um, they saw the hard work that I was doing and what I was doing, and they recommended me. And my first celebrity client was Kate Chill. So, um, and Japan Tishki uh, recommended me today, and I, I thank her for that. So, yeah, that's where that started. Oh, that definitely I was it's all about networking. Client. I wish I could remember my first celebrity client. Um, damn, jeez. I can't recall. I used to I used to do the radio stations, right? So I used to do do a lot of celebrity guests, a lot of green rooms and stuff like that. Um I used to do like Donnie Simpson stuff all the time when he was at the station. Um uh Babyface, Arena Venus, uh oh, man. I did the dream on the Jay Z tour um many, many years ago. Um geez. Um, what about Red I mean, Essence or anybody from like the Go Go's down there? Oh, yeah, actually, <laughs> it, it, no, no. So, so I just did, um, yeah, I just did James. Well, James Funk and play. I did, I did Funk from Essence, but it was more so proper utensils. One of the band members died. Um, oh wow! And um, I actually did the repass. So I do a lot of repasses. Um. So I did the repass. I got several repasses to do. Um, 
So I go to a very prominent church too with um in D C for a lot of historical black people so you know, um that come to the city. So um I've done like several so I've I have i have i have cooked for like a lot of distinguished people like, you know, your Jesse Jacksons, your um congressman and uh I did Stevie Stevie Wonder. I I forget um, you know, I did Stevie Wonder um at the church. Um so a lot of people come through. Um, I used to do Marion Burry stuff at his house all the time, Cora Burry. Um all of the all of the events. Um Oh you you were way back. What um, what what type of food did you cook? Well like is it like uh, southern? Is it Well, I mean I, I mean it would be I mean, comfort food southern, it could be Creole, I mean it could be uh modern American which is, you know, more so like your, I guess your American slash like gourmet, which you would consider. Um, I, I really don't like to say American stuff because American really doesn't have a cuisine technically. Um, but um, you know, people say American cuisine, but you know, everything is American is like the last place to be found. Right? Like so um, yeah, but that's 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 pretty much it. I mean, I mean, if you say shrimp and grits, it's like it could be Creole. I mean, if you say you know, um, I guess Southern Creole American would be the cuisine. Um, I don't know. It's, it's all the same kind of sort of to me. Wait. Um, Corey, I, I definitely yeah. think that when it comes to your, um, your new business venture is to just don't rush the process. Um, and right. I started off with desserts first. I started out, my first thing was strawberry cheesecake bites. That was the first thing that I ever marketed to sell anything. And I sold them for a long time before doing something else. And people love that. And with desserts, is very particular because your t- the taste palettes can change instantly. So you got to make sure that your recipes yeah. is, is the same. Because people, we want to come back for that. You might think they're coming back for the taste, but they come back for the texture. The texture. They're coming back for the look, the color, or something yeah. when it comes to the, dessert, to the dessert. And you don't necessarily have to jump into buying a, bi- a building or selling out of a bi- building and different things like that. Because I know a lot of bakers um, who do it via catering or via just selling out of a, like, a prep shop or um, submitting their stuff to different um other black businesses in the area, like that's another thing you can do. Is, um, start like going to the businesses in the area, black-owned businesses in the area that have dessert stands, and seeing if that yeah. you can partner with them to put your cakes in there and get them percentage. So maybe you know a ten, twenty percent percentage per slice would be a good thing yeah. just to get your stuff out there um, to people, and also doing um, samplings to your community, just giving it out, letting people know that um, you're here because there's other people who do the same thing that you do. So you gotta let them know that yours is just as good or better. So that would be my just something that I would tell you to um, to do is just getting out to the people. Like just don't think that um, you gotta just charge crazy off top because you gotta get it out to the people. Because like you well, said, yeah, you don't you want to be here in January and be gone in July. So it's definitely well, yeah. you know making some substance, also, making if, some difference. Of course, if you're in New York, right? Um, yeah. You're in New York, right? Um, yes. See if you could take a class, man. Take, go, go. Um, look at taking like a baking class. I mean, baking is really not my thing. Um, I can do it. I just choose not to. Um, mm-hmm. but 
you know, I went to school for savers. So, but I mean, there's like some phenomenal bakers and some bake shops. Um, I tell you, the biggest way to learn, right, is a stodge. Um, spell stage, S T A G E. Um, but a stodge is when you like go somewhere and you work for free for a day, right? Um, mm-hmm. It might sound like corny, but like I stodged in several places. I stodged when I was. Um, so I used to work for Houston. Um, Houston is from Atlanta. You know what Houston is up here. It's like Wilmot Grill. So I worked there, and then you make contacts. So when I was at school, I went to Houston for the weekend and worked at uh, the Hampton Grill, which is in the Hamptons. And I stayed at the. Uh, they do a, like an MIT training out there for like all the managers that come through Houston. So I stayed at the manager's house out there because my old boss here was like the chef there. So I, I stopped out there for a week, and then I stopped here in D.C. at Mini Bar. Mini Bar is like a, a restaurant that's owned by Jose Andres, um, who has a lot of rich restaurants in D.C., but this is his high-end restaurant. It, it only seats eight people um, in the restaurant, period. And it's like um, – Oh, wow. No, it seats 12. I'm sorry. It seats 12. Six and six. So they have a seat in at six, and they, like, seat in between hours. There's only, like, four turns. So it's six, and then they see another six um, next to across from them, and then there's that that other first six that leave, and then they'll have another six that comes from the last turn. So, um, you know, I started there for like two days, um, and you know what happens is you get a chance to play around with food, learn food, taste food, but the the also what you're doing is you're networking and you're meeting people. Um, so I started in several different restaurants, and I tried to start in a better restaurant. Um, you know, um, I started at Michael Mina's in San Francisco. I started at um, another restaurant in San Francisco. Um, so I mean, you know, um, just try to get out and you know get into some of your better bakeries. Um, you got you got the dude up there that created the cronut. Um, he probably wanted you in it because that recipe is a secret, but everybody's doing it now. Um, you got like so many bakeries up there um, that you can get into if you can get into. Um, you know Thomas Kelly, you, you you know try to do that. Um, well, yeah, like one of one um, of the one of the biggest bakeries here is uh, Magnolias. That's probably like one of the more popular yeah. bakeries. In yeah, New we York got City. one here. Yeah, we got one here in Union Station. Um, yeah, Magnolia is is great. Everybody lives for the banana pudding. Um, they they do, but yeah. you know what the funny thing is is that. Um, it's like people go there for the taste of certain stuff. I'm not really a fan of their cakes. Um, I think like, you know, uh, Malcolm was saying like people come back to you for, it could be the taste. It, it could be the texture, you know, the look, you know, people have their reasons why they, you know, want your food or your, your, your baked goods or whatever it may be. And now the banana pudding is good and they have their own little way of doing it. Like it's whipped and, you know, you don't really find like, many bananas and stuff in there, but it's just like how the, the cream tastes and the, and the cookies inside. But um, but I don't particularly care for their cakes or whatever. For me, if I was to do that, it would be more about trying to, like, learn just the whole avenue of that type of business and like how, like, they run it and, like, what could be, like, some of the hiccups and fulfilling some of these orders and the type of ovens so, they use, et cetera, et cetera. So you're thinking right. So yeah. I'll tell you, like, I took a, I took a management job at Chick-fil-A. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to get into the management. Um, I was in management, but I wanted to get into like a franchisee owner type of situation. Um, once working there, I really didn't like 
um, the model that the owner um, had going. So I left. But while there, my object was to, I, I fucking love Chick-fil-A stuff. You know, um, I don't support their views, but I love their product. So, yeah. Um, you don't have to say that because I'm on the show. You really don't. <laughs> yeah, because Arnold just, Arnold just texted me. Like, he got the nerve to mention Chick-fil-A on Discord. <laughs> so, but but check this out though. So like last in the last two weeks, like I ran like three of their things for my menu items, like the breakfast bowl, um, the chicken sandwich. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Because you you learn the techniques and you realize, oh, this is what's going on. This was it. And it's like, you know, while working there, a lot of the things were very familiar with me because I worked for McCormick, which is the season spice company, up in yeah. um up in Baltimore. And, um, you know, so, you know, when I, while working for McCormick, you know, a lot of the season of the spices, um, I worked on a lot of product, R&D. I was on R&D, which is research and development. Um, it was an externship for school. But um, I did two externships because I wanted to do a – they pushed you to do a restaurant, one, but I knew I didn't want to go into a restaurant. And I wanted to do R&D, but the only way to, to get into the R&D business is through the externship because being black and being minority, like, the shit still really hit hard in the industry, you know, as far as leadership. So um, I had to go through an externship to get my foot in, in the door because if I ever wanted to go R&D, they're going to ask, like, have you done this shit before? And there's no way possible somebody's going to take you if you ain't never did this shit before because it's not a job that has a high turnaround. Um, when people right. get R&D jobs, they just leave it and they retire from it. So, um, well, I definitely, but, you know, I definitely thank all of you guys for the input because um, I'm, I'm actually sitting here writing things down as well, um, and that's one reason why um, when Eric had reached out to me when he's seen that people kept posting because I personally I have never promoted it to sell it, but people that have bought the cakes from me already have been posting it and it's just been growing and going and going and I'm I'm, I'm grateful of that, but I just want to make sure that I have as taken to the next level that I have as much information that I definitely need to go there so it can be done the right way because I have an idea that I'm not going to necessarily mention now of how I want it to be. So um, like I think it was Malcolm or CJ, yes? Oh, you can finish. Yes. Finish. Okay. I think it was Malcolm or CJ that has said that, uh, you know, like don't rush into it. Like you don't have to just go out and get like a uh, like a store or whatever or a restaurant or whatever to do all of these things. Like you could do it from home and you could do this, you could do that. So I know I'm going to be redoing my kitchen sometime soon in the next probably like five or six months. And one of the things I was thinking about doing was getting um, a dual oven. That way I could, you know, produce more cakes at one time. And I wanted to ask you guys one quick question because you guys have a small, like a small business. Did any of you guys apply for like the small business loans? Um, I, I did. did not. I didn't do it because one, again, I'm I'm working right now. Two, um, it's a loan, and I didn't want to. I don't need it to pay it back. So I'm just. I, I didn't. I didn't do it for that reason. Um, okay. Only okay. because I'm working. But but somebody I, said I they did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody said they did. Uh, CJ said they did. It was CJ. It's a great book, though. Um, if you if you if you get that CIA baking book, mm-hmm. I don't know where mine is. I think it, I was teaching a job course. I think I left it there. But um, cool. 
if you get that if you get the baking book from CIA, those recipes mm-hmm. are so fucking on point. Like, um, my teacher wrote a lot of those recipes. He's a master master baker. Um, okay. And he wrote a lot of, but those recipes are dead on point. There's a lot of good baker yeah. baker yeah. in New York that Thank use you. those exact recipes. Okay, got you. Yeah, um, but CIA, hold on, right? y'all, hold on. Okay. Yeah, CIA bacon. Hold on, y'all. Hold on. We got another. We got another caller. <laughs> what? Okay. Well, y'all already know what that song is about. Ladies and gentlemen, One I got right here. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> right now, I have. I have right here the icon herself, the Dallas icon herself, Miss Pearly. Pearly from Pearly Pies. She has serviced a lot of y'all coming down here for Dallas Southern Pride. She has serviced famous people like Rodney Balmain, you know, um, Larry Ebony. And Grandma, they're on the show right now. Tell them what type of pies you make. First of all, tell them where you're from, who you are. Just tell them who you are, where you're from, what type of pies you make, and how much they are. So when we start sending them, you know what I'm saying, they'll know what's up. Well, I'm from Pine Bluff, Arkansas. And uh, I sell uh, potato pies, sweet potato pies, and uh, chest pies, and uh, apple pies, and uh, what other? Peach Pablo pies, you know, the peach. Mm-hmm. And if you want to, and call them what y'all uh, y'all be doing, I make uh, potato salad and uh, pea salad. And how much? Oh. We're, we're, I guarantee you, you'll be well satisfied. Tell them to ask Rodney. He picked okay. them up in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Rod, Rodney, Rodney, how how does pearly pies taste? Rodney, come off mute. Rodney, Rodney. Oh, sorry. Must have felt sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, um, they're definitely delicious. I definitely punished the pie when I was in Dallas. He definitely punished that pie when he was in Dallas. <laughs> so they're going to be $12 a piece. So when y'all gone on and hit me up if y'all want some, so we can go on and ship them out. Um, if you really want to know about them or anything, you can ask anybody that's ever been down there for a ball because she's catered the ball. She's catered the barbecue. She's catered what? Who, Rodney? Yeah. Oh yeah, my grandma says she thinks you might like that pea salad too, Rodney, if she make it. So just so y'all know, everybody can make it. He said in moderation, very finicky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, everybody was promoting their handles on her and all this kind of stuff. The corona didn't mess up my grandma's business. She's been selling pies since I've been born, all over Dallas and everything. But you know, we kind we we trying to find ways to get these pies up out of here. All the different right. churches. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
I just thought I'd bring her on here, and she was like, okay, let me tell them what I made. Then I said, okay, I'll let, them, let you tell it then, Grandma. <laughs> so she's, she sell all her pods at the same price, $12? In South Dallas, yeah. They, they $12, no, and trust that. me, it's – what'd you say? No, 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 you answered it. Go ahead. It's oh, no, $12, no, them a slice or for the whole pie? It's for the whole pie. Now, if you buy a twelve dollar slice pie, that pie better do that. that <laughs> I, I, I charge it. I charge a little high. <laughs> I mean, but you know, but you know what the funny thing is in New York, you you basically pay close to that for a slice of cake or pie. Like it's it's no longer like a three dollar slice. That much no more. For, you can pay that much. But for, you know, you uh, have, a lot of different places you know, you for have, a slice of pie. Okay. <clears throat> That's right. fine, That's but you know, we ain't uh doing all that down here in Dallas, Texas. Once we get, you know, what I'm saying, once you get a, a a good fan base and stuff, which we got that and everything, you know, what I'm saying, we don't sell to people that buy twelve dollar slices of pie. You know, what I'm saying, what? <laughs> <laughs> they don't have that type of money down here. They've been buying. They already went from uh uh like. Four fifty to six to seven to eight to nine over the years, and now they at twelve. So, but she still got her customers and everything in churches and all that. But ever since I've been doing ballroom, every time there's a ball down here, she normally uh she bakes all the pies for like the ebony like the ebony dinners and the ballroom, and then she sells them, or she'll just send Rodney one in the room wherever he is, and he eats it right and there. And she's in Houston, right? Houston, right? Dallas, 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 Texas. Okay, so let me. Okay, so I have a question. So where was she at whenever we had the Housewives Matter down here? She was here. I don't, <laughs> remember, no, I don't remember no pearly she pie was, though. Nobody can get a pie from her then. That, that, that I was know eating that, everything that was. They rock played. They rock played. Now that, and CJ, now that we got some of the pioneers on here that's responsible for like the uh, the House Live Matters and the other events and can and persuade the boards for hiring caterers and things Arnold. like that. Arnold. Um, Arnold. I do travel. I do travel. CJ, <laughs> I believe you travel as well, so we would love to be found in their places. Most definitely. Arnold. I hear you. Arnold, for sure. <laughs> the, 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 young, the young young men of the community want to be considered the next time Housewives Matter. I, 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 I hear the guys, and, and I hear the guys, and as soon as we, you know, it's back up and running, I will let the uh, Housewives Matter know that the guys are available. Because you already know where the cake's coming from, the next Housewives Matter, so maybe. <laughs> If you have definitely would like to definitely thank you guys again for coming on. Oh, um, CJ, um, the other guys was able to um, give us their celeb list. Um, who have you um, rubbed elbows with? Doing your services. Oh, I hate name dropping, but uh, <laughs> um, I think the show as well as of recent. Um, Bow Wow, Fantasia, Tammy Roman, Candy Burris, and her husband Todd, Don Juan as well. Um, you sure you hate name dropping? A couple of love and hip hop stuff. 
Say that again. <laughs> I'm just playing with you guys. Y'all act, so I'm giving it to you. But yeah, no, no, I mean, no, no. You know what? Let, 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 let me say this. Let me, and, and, and the reason, the reason that I asked that is because a lot of times, um, Malcolm hit on something early on to say um, that you know everybody's not going to believe in your dreams, and not just within our culture, but just in society in general. You know, people have a tendency to you know, do what celebrities do. So, you know, it's being that y'all have had the opportunity to, you know, just kind of cook for some, you know, um, celebrities, I wanted to make sure that y'all got out there that very, you know, y'all had done so. So, yeah. I tell that to people all the time. Celebrities are public figures. And if you're able to, to feed them, which is a big thing in the society, that's a great milestone and achievement to make because there's a lot of businesses that's been around for 10, 15, 20, 30 years that have never had a, a celebrity client set foot in their establishment nor give a review. So that's definitely dope um, when people are able to do that, especially men of color and men of queer, I would guess. Yeah, now, to take it back off Malcolm, when you're able to cook for a celebrity, it also affirms your company as well because a lot of people won't book you or especially when starting out and you're new, a lot of people will not book you or be skeptical about booking you. But once a single celebrity puts they put down and you cook for that one or two celebrities, it's, it's completely different. The same people that circle that circle back. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, it's a social media resume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks again, fellas, for coming on. I wanted to you know, afford you the opportunity to definitely promote your businesses. Um, as I've eaten something from all of you guys, I definitely you know feel like you guys are come on. Um, definitely a great cook. Um, chef, sorry. Um, definitely don't want to downplay your talent. Um and, you know, whenever you out, you want to promote something, you got something special going on, we all every Monday, you're more than welcome to come on. You're more than welcome to come on a single top group promote the businesses as well. Uh, we have items that say we give back to the community. Not a charge to do any of that. And, and we're here for you. Thank you. Appreciate that, uh, gentlemen, for the opportunity. Sir. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. Thank to the people Thank on the live. To all the people that's on thank the you, live and as I think Martha was asking about shipping and everything, I'm gonna start posting Martha uh, their handles and everything, uh, how to get in touch with them, just in case you want to hit them up on how to ship any of their products or anything that they make. Because um, I, I don't know how many of them do that, but I'll be putting that up. Um, I also have one you do that work so you can get on. Uh, he sent me a little little um promo thing to say. Um, that's um Cam Cam Prodigy in the North Carolina area. Um uh, he says it's Cam Sweets and Pastries, a newly growing stuff owned company based in Greensboro, North Carolina, available for pickup and delivery. Um the website is coming soon. But for more information on menu, it can be found on Instagram at underscore Turn around 
turnaround Eddie underscore. All right. Take out Kim Cam products. Cake, cookies, cupcakes, things as you choose. Portion black on businesses. Oh, definitely. Did you guys want to say anything about closing? Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, I do want to say this. Um, you know, we're all Malcolm's success. Malcolm used to sit in the kitchen and watch me cook. So, you know, I just had to point oh, that my out. Goodness. <laughs> oh, Malcolm had already hung up. Oh. No, I'm oh, still on the yeah. Oh. I said I did. I do credit here, and I also credit Anthony and and Brandy Wine because I used to love, love sitting around watching them cook. But you're able to you're able to take my new memories with you while you use my seasonings in your home. I hope you're still using them. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Baby, you know I done ran through all of them. I have to get some more. <laughs> all right, Phil, if you, guys, if you want to stay on for a while with us while we um, talk about what the subject is, you're more than welcome to. If not, you can just go back on hold and take your hand out and you're out to bring it on if you want to have any questions or anything. Um, but thank you once again for joining us this evening. Appreciate it. All right, y'all. Thank y'all again. Uh, Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me on, bro. Hey, for the record, when y'all heard that real feminine voice, that was Corey. Okay, so I'll put my hand back back down in the queue. You just just press one. Just press one. You press one. Press one. Uh-uh. <laughs> Corey's <Hey. laughs> oh my God. See, see, that's going to work for Corey, right? He's going to use that voice when he takes orders. Okay. And then, and then you know. <laughs> Can I speak to your supervisor? <laughs> Wait, boy. Hello. First of all, my phone is going to mute the whole time. What are you talking about? It's not me. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> Corey, let's not. I can't. And Corey, Corey, yeah. and let's 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 not act like your cakes are new. I've been hearing about your cakes for years in this thing. So. <laughs> you know what? You know what, Harold? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Get the boy, get the boy, Yes, baby. Them cakes, them cakes, legendary. <laughs> Uh, let me go and press one. Okay. Um, yeah, only one. I, I think Enrique's on the line. Enrique, if you're on the line, press one. I think I've seen him because uh, you were summoned earlier. I do believe I see his summoned number. For what? what was he summoned for? Okay, Enrique <laughs> did summon. He asked that he, I mean, he wanted to say something, so I told him to come oh, on, come on the show. Yeah. Oh, you act like the man okay. can't be summoned. Oh, wow. Hold on.
Um, I'm not going to be disrespectful on your show. We can do it on one of our legendary calls. Thank you, though. You can put me back on hold. Oh. Wait, wait what happened? What was that? <laughs> what happened? I'm sorry. I was reasonable. Hey, what happened? Hey, what's going on? Yeah, I said I didn't want to be a spectacle on your show. I could do it on one of our calls. I'm not doing it on here. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, you said it that you were okay. We'll, we'll talk about I it. did say it, but I okay. said I wanted to say it on the show, though. But how's everyone doing? Oh, gotcha. We are we got it. I mean, I don't yeah. understand why he wouldn't want to say it on the show. He made, he made an entire post about it. I mean, so the whole world is saying it. So why wouldn't you want to talk about it on the show? Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, because I choose not to, like I chose to write it on my wall, I chose not to talk about it on the show. I like to choose my medium. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Hi. Hey, everyone, again. Hope all is well. Hey, Don't talk about Michael Jordan. Whatever you do, don't you talk about Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Enrico didn't want to talk about him. Hold up, or well, not talk about him, or talk about whatever. Y'all got another caller. Let's two zero five three four one. You live on the air. Hey, uh, which one of you's got the biggest black cock over there? I got shoulder. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Arnold, one of your. You have his number. Um, <laughs> give it to Arnold. <laughs> oh my Ooh. goodness! Oh my god! <laughs> hey, Pop. Go ahead, Arnold. Pop, so, Pop, Enrique, so, Enrique, you want me to go put you back on hold? Oh yeah, you can. Well, yeah, especially if he's gonna be sitting there talking to his cat. About nobody talking to their cat, but um, that was only thing you could do with cat. Pop pop. Come here, pop pop. Come here, pop pop. <laughs> well, I don't know what Enrique calls his cat. I'm not talking about that. But oh, you all right, that was oh. <laughs> so, so 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 let, let me ask you guys. Let me get to have you guys on and and since the. Nobody wants to talk about a specific thing. So say hypothetically, say hypothetically, um, the launch, she she hadn't done the launch yet. Say that that, that um, Beyonce hadn't done the Ivy Park launch yet, and so um, and and so she decided to do the launch like now, like like now, like this week since you know let's say Atlanta since Atlanta opened back up and. 
people back out. So she decided. So they decided to do the launch, or, or the store decided they were gonna they were gonna sell the the the, the products. The store decided oh, no. to sell the products. And they, oh, no. no, I'm just asking. This oh, is no. the question I'm asking. Yes, sir. But why? But why? I, I'm asking the question because I want to know what y'all think. I want to know what you think. And and so if she if they just if they, they decided say who who was doing Ivy Park in Atlanta who who did it Harold I can't think of who what stores what stores did it but some say what say whatever boutique on well, Macy's 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 did have it Macy's had it yes yeah, yeah so they decided to do it so and then the people decided to clamor to get Ivy Park and they were all out there just gobs and gobs of people waiting in line. So, so why, Arnold, just would you say would, the name? Just why say you, Ivy Park? They don't want me to say it. They don't want me to. So I'm not. I'm but, not saying. I mean, I'm, I just want, it's it's I'm just asking you guys a question as to what you think about the, a, a situation like that. It's a situation. Oh like my that. God! So I'm just asking. You know what? Listen, 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 listen. Let, let me let me ask the question. How do you guys feel? You don't have about, to ask the question. You have to ask the question. No, I didn't, I didn't I know it was gonna get this much. Everybody's like, everybody's gonna get this hostile about. Just ask the I mean, like, this, 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 the host already asked the question. Let's run with this. Okay. You know what, you it's Rodney? It's it's a problem for Corey and Harold. So if there's a problem for Corey and Harold, and Corey's a guest and Harold's a host, we'll just I'll just leave it alone. We can go talk about something oh. else. We, we can talk about something else. Your hands always got, raised. Y'all got two callers right quick. <laughs> don't know what's happening. Okay, we're the same line, but it's um three zero five eight seven nine. You live on the air. Hello. Hi. What's up? Hi. What's up? Hi, Mario. Hi, Mario. Hey. You all right? I'm just What's listening on the yeah, I'm fine. He I'm just, just laying down. I was listening to y'all for a whole damn hour, forty-seven minutes, talk about cooks and damn celebrities and shit. Whatever the hell y'all was talking about. Thank you, thank you for listening. Well, thank you for listening. <laughs> well, let me go to I the have, next caller. I, I really, I, I, oh, I really. Um, are you gonna bring somebody on? Cause I had to ask a question. Go ahead. Somebody okay, else. Well, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, okay. What? Private caller, you live Oh, My bad, private caller. You keep your hand down, so I'm going to put you back on mute. <laughs> oh, my God. Come on back, private caller. <laughs> now, because you, you, you know if... You know if the... You know if the... Uh, you know if the... No, you I'm know a here. private caller, if you bring him on, as he bring his hand down, he'd be like, I put my hand down, so why would you bring me on if I put my hand down? He'd be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you just tell him people get really mad. People, them Ohio people get real mad. But what was your oh. name, Harry? Um, I actually had a conversation today because, you know, we're all gay or gay acting, do gay act on this phone. And, you know, seriously, 
I um, wanted to come extra. Have you guys ever thought of, you know, like having children or going through a surrogacy um, agency or something like that? Nope. Or anybody have kids on this line? <laughs> no, um, honestly, well, let me say this. No, honestly, I um, I did, I don't, but, you know what I'm saying, it's something that I thought about and probably, like, looking at life differently. Like, I probably would have done it different, like, at this point, you know what I'm saying, if I had the opportunity to do it over. Like, but at this point... <laughs> I think that ship has sailed. So, I mean, I, I mean, I would, I, I would, I would encourage um, individuals that are in their twenties and thirties, you know, potentially to consider at least think about if that's something that you want to do, um, you know, and um, you know, give it serious thought. A lot of times, you know, we don't because we look at our current life, but you know what I'm saying. Um, maybe that's something that you really have you, you want to do. What, you want to, you know, procreate. So, Mahari, really what made you? Uh, what what Great made question. you ask that? Was it was it Wyatt Cooper, the new baby, Anderson Cooper, new baby, or something? Hell no, follow them people. Oh, that was just weird. Oh, I just seen that when I went. To... Y'all know who Anderson no. Cooper is. Yeah, Anderson Cooper. He just he just yeah, had a but a, he just had a little baby, and he was talking about Andy Cohen, child. You know they best friends. <laughs> but what made you ask that, Mahari? Because I mean, I um, because heard. you know, um, I always had wanted to have kids for like years, and um, I'm getting older, um, and I brought it up to well, you know, first. My mama brought it up, and she, you know, tried to be a joke about it. She was like, oh, it ain't like you're going to give me no grandkids, something like that. I said, well, girl, what the hell? I said, um, I might have kids, and why you want to know? She said, well, I don't know. That's your life. But she literally, I know how she acts it is that she she want kids, grandkids. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then I had brought it up to my aunt, and my aunt, like, literally has been calling me every other day, like, okay, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? So this is literally like... I want to have kids, and I don't know if this is the time for it right now because of the corona and all of those stuff. I am a very detailed person when it comes to, like, doing reviews and finding people and finding things to, for, that's right for me. So I know I'm going to have to find the right person, the right woman, the you know, see her background and stuff like that. But that is why I asked it because I literally want to have my own kids before I'm, like, you know, deep in my 30s, but I'm not 30 yet. Well, I would say go what for is, it. That's what, what, hey, whoa, something whoa, that you whoa, really... Whoa, whoa. Wait, wait. What? what is deep in your 30s? Deep in my 30s, like 35, 36. That's I'm trying old? to have my kids before I'm almost like... I didn't say that's old. If you listen, I say I'm trying to have my kids before I'm in my deep 30s because it's like if I get 40... Or 30, they'll be like 10 years old. So then after that, they'll be like going on 18, then 20. You have, I won't be that Your older. thought process is right al- aligned with everybody else. That, that's an amazing thought process because that's that's how uh, most people think anyway, heteros, gays, or what have you. 
people that want children always think about as their child is getting older, where will I be? Will I be 50-something years old? I can't chase you around the parks and do all these things that I could have done <laughs> in my 30s areas. or my 20s. Yeah. And exactly. So th- that thought process is correct. But I do want to say if that's what you want to do, go full speed ahead because many people are afraid because they are gay. Uh, um, they're afraid that, okay, people are not going to accept them as a parent the same way they would accept the heterosexual mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, peers or what have you. Um, but I have friends that have did the surrogacy, surrogacy thing. I have friends that got somebody from overseas to carry the baby. You know, it was, it was less expensive. Um, and I also have friends who have adopted. I have family members who have also adopted that are uh, gay. Um, so you can you can have it your way, or some, there's I mean whichever way that you want to do it that you feel is the best for you. Some people have uh, procreated with lesbians, and some lesbians may say, hey, you know, they want to have the baby just for them, and some people are okay with that, and some people say no, they want to co-parent. So you know you have to look at what type of mother you want for your child and what that looks like. Yeah. Some people will actually do it the old-fashioned way, or some people would do the surrogacy or. Um, However, you want it, whatever works for you. But I would say this is the time to do it if you want to do it. Um, and I do agree with what you were saying because for me, I want my own child. Like when I say I want my own child, I mean like I don't want to share or co-parent with anyone. And that's what a conversation I have with my aunt today. She was like, "Oh, just have it with a with a dyke. Just have it with a dyke." I said, "No, because you have to realize that person is still a woman, and you might don't know what kind of." attachment they might have with their child and I don't want to do that. I don't I don't I'm going to like have a professional contract written up and they're gonna to have to abide by those things. And it's like I have to find that right person to do it. And see that's and that's and that's and that what you just said is exactly why I never I just stopped looking into it because I just consciously like like I would want my own but I just think consciously just it's weird. Just say I know that this baby has a natural mother and although you have people out there that has just fine, they fine with it. You know what I'm saying? They'll sign the contract or whatever, that's your baby, you know. But I don't know. It just it's it's a it's a it's a mental thing for me. I would want them to know who their natural biological mother is. So and I don't, but I know it's a lot of problems and issues that could come from that. So I just was like, you know what? If it don't happen with somebody mm-hmm. that I already know, that's like, you know what? Uh, J Rock, I want a child. And I said, well, I want a child too. And he'd be like, well, we can co-parent. You know what I'm saying? Like if I got a friend or something that's like, you know, a lesbian or something, she's just like, well, we can co-parent. We already cool with each other. Then I just won't do mm-hmm. it. But y'all have a y'all have a caller. Hold on. Hold up. Now private caller, your hand is up. I'm about to press. This dog on Burton. Let me see. Uh, by the call, yeah. How y'all doing tonight? Hey, private caller. Uh, How hey, are private you? Caller. I'm hey, good. Private I'm caller. good. What's going on? Hey. So this subject, um, my friend, um, they had a baby last year with a girl he met off an app. He went on, he actually went, oh no, no, I think it was, an app, it was either an Apple website, but he actually, you know, he wanted to have a baby um, before he reached 30. And um, he ended up meeting a girl, and they were going through the process, and then I guess the baby ended up getting caught up in her tube. So 
she said mm-hmm. she didn't want to try it no more. But also in the process of that, process of that she ended up getting a, a girlfriend. And he didn't know that she was lesbian. So this is the first time he tried this. <laughs> so they're going back and forth trying. They're doing the whole he's, uh, you know, jagging off in the fucking cup and she turkey bait. They doing that whole thing. Um, so the um, yeah, because I, I don't know why the man didn't want no pussy. But he didn't want no pussy. But anyway, um, I don't either, honey. Do uh uh-uh. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> fuck to be you. Um, but anyway, like. He didn't want to hit, so they did it that way or whatever. So she ended up getting a girlfriend. Now, the lesbian girlfriend stood and started trying to, like, push him out. Like, fell away. They, yeah, they in, they in the middle of the process. Like, they've been doing this shit for months. Here go the, here go the girlfriend. Like, I, I got a cousin that can do it, and, you know, I don't know about dude and all this shit. So then... Next thing you know, like, they end up having a situation. I guess she did get pregnant, but the baby was somewhere in the tube, something like that. She didn't want to try. She didn't want to do it no more. So then he found another girl, the girl he eventually had a baby with last year or whatever. Now, I say this, you know, if you're going to do this, like, what J-Rock said is, like, best, like, because you want to have somebody that you already know that you have a relationship or rapport with, you know, that you can talk to y'all, have a friendship, y'all know each other. Because he had a he had a baby with a basically a virtual stranger. It was free. You know, they went through the uh, artificial the insemination through her job, her job. She was seeing they so it was basically free through her job. So they didn't have to pay a lot of money. You know, it was it, it was the e- it was like easy, you know, to do. And um it was like things that they talked about when the before the baby came switched up when the baby came. It was like you know, well, you know how often you want to have a baby, and this, that, and the third, and uh, oh well, I, you know, in talks with his mom, she wanted the mom to babysit, and just all this stuff. After the baby was after the baby came, she she flipped on the whole wheel. Well, I'm the baby's uh, primary caregiver. Also, also, what was learned is that when a baby is born, you know, the father absolutely has no rights, none whatsoever. If y'all not married, you have no rights. You have you have no say. So, even if the baby even if the baby needs to be fed, I'm not telling you none of your goddamn business. Ohio, Ohio. But you have no right. You have no right. You have no right. Like that's, even if that's a state thing. That's a state law. That's okay. Yeah, that's that's not like that. That. Okay. It's not like so that. In this York. state, in this it, state, it, it varies. In this state, no right. He couldn't like if the baby. They like uh, they was making the decision on if the baby wanted to uh to feed the baby. He's like, yeah, well, go ahead and feed her. But he's like, okay, well, I'm gonna go upstairs and ask her mama. Like he couldn't even decide that. Like nothing. Because they wasn't married, pretty much. But anyway, um, well, but that was that whole thing. But as far as you said, what? Go ahead. Nothing. Go ahead. All right. So on her end, she flipped into like, oh well. So they decided like he was gonna start keeping the baby when she was like um, three months, something like that. Three months came. 
she like, I don't know, you know, I, I know you're going to be whatever with her, but I ain't really ready to, like, you know, ready for her to start spending the night with you and, you know, you can come over and say, I really want to just wait to six months. Like, the mama just starts switching up. And, again, like I said, because she's primary caregiver, they in the particular state. It really ain't nothing he could do. And then it was she went to, she went from, oh, well, uh, she wanted his mama to babysit. She asked his mama, like, you know, could you babysit her sometimes, to her mama babysitting. And not only that, I feel like we should give her some money. Wait a minute. He got free babysitting. But she want all this done on her time at her house. He pretty much a weekend daddy. He sees his baby on the weekend, you know. And then they want to act like he being distant, but they treat him that way. Like he really, you know, they, they he, he, he has no real, real say. So, so I, I'm just saying, you're going to do it. Get somebody you know. Get somebody that you got, you really cool with, that you really, really know. Because he didn't know this girl. And what was one way before the baby came, it was a whole nother way after the baby came. Did he ever go to family court? He, you know what, he was, he's been taking the advice of his sisters, like, you know, you don't want to start nothing because then, you know, oh, she could put okay, you on child right. support and she could, you know, you ain't on child support. She just asked you to give her mama, uh, you know, uh, three fifty for babysitting. So, you know, just go ahead and do it. It could be a whole lot worse for you. That type of deal. I, I'm, you know, I'm, he don't want to. I'm really sorry this happened to you. It's not happening to me. It's my friend. <laughs> I don't have no kids. It probably sounded that way. I love people that I have my hand day. No, it, it probably sounds that way because it's like this is something I have to hear every day, like during the week. This is like a really good friend of mine. Well, yeah, I, you know the, the part that's a little confusing is that people don't take the like you know they don't take every step to try to get their rights, you know, aligned with what they're trying to do. Like, I mean, obviously you have to know what the what the rights are of the parent if you want to do it with a stranger. But family courts are yeah. there for things of this nature, and if he doesn't want to do that because he's been advised by his own sisters not to. Then that's just a law that you just have to take. You're not going to go try to get like you know, partial custody or you know, percent or something. I mean, the court can decide if 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 she doesn't want to do it. But like you said, you know who you're doing it with. Have things written out or whatever, because people have been turned to surrogates uh, before. You know, people just like yeah. the show that we've seen with, uh, little little fires everywhere. She she agreed to do it. The family paid her. And hey, then when hey, she hey, had hey, the baby, Everybody has not watched it yet. Everybody has not. Oh, my Please. goodness. Oh. Next up. What is this called again? Yeah. Little fires everywhere. Little fires everywhere. Spoiler alert. I mean, you still got it. You know what I'm talking about if you haven't seen it. I mean, but we trying to well, get to that point. I tell y'all what though, uh, private caller, that 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 what you just said, that little situation that you just said, just let me know that if I don't know the hoe, don't screw the hoe because I ain't got time for that. See, he's been he's been. You can I've been a kid. I just want to. I just want to say this: <laughs> that there are situations where people go into this professionally. You know, there are people that go in professionally. Mm-hmm. 
you know, without any emotional attachment, this and that. You know, they they, they didn't hook up with Tamika from high school or, you know, um, somebody from the club or whatever the case. They went for, you know, someone that does this professionally. And, you know, um, usually when you go to one of those agencies, it's very strict, like, you know, what the mother can do, you know, during pregnancy, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's a lot of things. So, and then, you know, when the baby's born, you know, there isn't this emotional attachment. And I just say this, you know, and and, and J-Rock, I understand what you're saying as far as, you know, wanting to have a child to be able to, um, to be able to, you know, have um, two parents or no both parents, this and that, whatever the case. And, you know, if that's how you feel, that's fine. But, you know, I do think that there are a lot of um, great single parents. And, you know, this situation is something you you can say early on, you can kind of explain to, you know, the child. Um, Or really consider adopting, especially, you know what I'm saying, um, if you want to, you know, adopt a foster or be a foster parent like LGBT kids or whatever it is, these are just things you can consider. And that's why I said I think it's a mental thing with me because I've thought about that too because I was like, that would be a great opportunity to give a, you know what I'm saying, a kid that may have been through something or whatever or might, you know, or something like that and just help right. a kid out or something. But then it mentally comes to me of, I want my own bloodline because, you know what I'm saying, a lot of times when, like, I'm not the only one. Like, you know how your grandmother, your mother, everybody, my whole family want another. Like, they can say what they want to say. It's so funny. You know what? This just made me think. It's so funny how people don't want you to be gay, but they want another one of you. I don't. I never understood that. Mm. Like, they, they want somebody. They was like, we, uh, it, it'll just be so great to have another Cedric. Another little Cedric. Okay, well, little Cedric was gay. Y'all don't. Want me, so I, well, so yeah, weird. because they're hoping they're hoping for a straight version of you. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. Oops. <laughs> wow. But 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 they but um especially my grandmother she just always be like if I just had one more I just wish I could have another person in the family like you and then I'm like I know but. Hey, I don't know. I can't just go out there. And that's the number one thing. She ain't. She like since you know our relationship has grown since I came out and everything so much has got better, back better and back solid. But she said my main thing is that you just you won't never be able to have a baby. And I said, Grandma, I can have a baby if I want to have a baby. And she was like, Well, why won't you? And I'm like, Mm-mm. No, because y'all already know I'm. Three sheets to the wind, and I'm slower than a Toyota Corolla with two cylinders. And baby, if that, the, the minute that girl tell me I can't come pick up my child, I'm picking up my right. child, and she's never going back home. She's not going back home. We running away, and every time we gonna go under. Uh, we gonna. But her, her name gonna be another different thing. If you if you're trying to have a baby with someone, you're trying to have it with someone. That's a whole different beast. But if you're talking about surrogate, surrogacy, surrogacy. That's a that's a, a a legal thing, so you you wouldn't necessarily have problems with that situation unless she runs away. I mean, 
<laughs> you know, mm-hmm. yeah, bad. But um, say that, but, but that takes other than that, people don't have. And you see her 18 years later. <laughs> yeah, she runs away. Although I, I let a woman runs away, but normally surrogacy doesn't. You know, it, 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 it's 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 a legal situation. But if you're trying to go with your old girlfriend and have a baby, yeah, you might run into problems. Yeah, for sure. But that's why I said I think it's a mental thing with me, too, because then you, on the other hand, I'm sitting here thinking, like I said in the beginning, like, I just, I just would want that, I would just, now Harold said you can explain these things as they get older and all this kind of stuff and everything. I just never really want to tell my child, oh, okay, well, you know, you don't have no money. I, 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 or either I, I, you're I, a surrogate child. I, 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 I think. I paid her to have you. No, honestly, Gerard, I really think that, like, I think I think it's a little difficult for 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 you to grasp a little bit just because I, I look at you as more of a traditionalist, but you know yeah. there are a lot of parents, a lot, a lot of people that you know are opting you know they want to have kids, and you know that conversation is very hey I, I really wanted I really wanted to have a child I really wanted to have a child and very you know I chose I, I didn't want to I chose to go the route. And the Lord blessed me with you, and and, 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 and here here I here here you are. So I mean I understand, but I'm, you know it's no what? different I than really you know. I, I would really be interested because it's been going on for so long. I would really be interested in finding like a family or or, or somewhere you know either a single parent and tell them you know how did they child take it or either how hard was it. Uh, or, or just tell me how their conversation is. I'm, sure, I'm sure there's many stories online, J Rock. I'm 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 sure, I'm sure I mean, but, but there, I mean, there may be people right in your circle. I mean, if you really want to know, I mean, make a Facebook post. You'll be surprised the people that may comment and and speak on it. Um, because there are a lot of people out there who are single parents, people who uh adopted. I have a family member who adopted a little girl. The little girl was, I think, two, like she was newborn, like two or three months, and. Her her mom, which is my cousin, the foster parent, she actually told me that she had the baby. She was like, oh, you know, it was like such a tough pregnancy and blah, 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 blah. And my mother was like, she told you what? Like, she adopted that little girl. And I was like, oh. Oh, and wow. I never knew that, but the way the way that she raised her, and the little girl now is like 20, 21, 20 or 21. And, you know, I don't think that she's ever told her that she was not biologically hers. You know, so it's really oh, about wow. how how you raise how you raise the child. I mean, because some people they may tell the child the actual truth of their origin, and other people they will not. They like, okay, you're mine, you're mine, and that's it. So it really is up I, to I the think, parent. I, I think J. Rock, especially being a person who has been had the opportunity to, um, okay, so. You've been a you've been a genuine father to people, you know, um, and had a real impact in people's lives. You know, we call them our gay kids, this and that, whatever the case. But you you you've had that opportunity. So imagine, you know, the love that could be built between someone, mm-hmm. you know, that you raised from. You know, all they know is you growing up. Yeah. Okay, so. Um, guys, I did make a post today, um, and this is what really sparked the conversation because 
like how you guys said, is the difference between surrogacy um, agency is a bit from down the street or somebody that you know. And I said um, I was going to purchase $10,000, right? Okay. The way they your Oh, sorry about that. What was that? Oh. So I said I would get, I said it's $10,000 too little for, I mean, is $10,000 enough for a surrogate? And people came on there. Some people said yes. Some people said no. Somebody else actually came on there and was like, um, I actually paid $10,000, but that was a while ago. Um, so, I mean, um, it was mixed things. And then, you know, you can't really ask that type of question with the type of people that I have on my Facebook, them damn advocates, and people be saying weird shit and taking you way off the topic when all you were talking about is a surrogate and having a child of your own. You get what I'm saying? So, right. I mean, I kind of like, how, like how you uh, hijack people's topics sometimes. Say what? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, nothing, baby. What Harold say? Go ahead. Um, yeah, and I kind of have a gist of what I want to do. Um, not really, but I mean, like, I'm set on if I have to work and make $10,000, which it, I feel like is like a couple of months or a, two, a year or something. Um, then I could do it. You know what I'm saying? But I would I'm not giving nobody no forty thousand dollars if I'm not going to an agency, you get what I'm saying? I'm not giving nobody no forty or twenty thousand dollars and they go do whatever the fuck they wanna do with the money, you know, it's like taking care of the child, going to your doctor visit, do you need anything else? Come on, you know, is like that So so my Are question so you really don't the, you really don't want the mother you really don't want the mother in the no, child's life at all. No, I don't. Because it's a surrogacy program, they can do over the baby. So what is the difference from what I'm saying? So can I ask you a question? Are you looking are you looking to be married one day? Mm, I don't know about all that. Okay. So you, you don't have a – because I know people who don't have a problem with being single parents. So you don't have a problem with being a single parent, correct? No, I don't have a problem with being a single okay. parent because um, – I feel like I'm a leader, and I have, yeah. I have not birthed a child, but I've knew I've ha- I've had helped people from here, like here and there. Um, people are always asking, you know, like I just have that quality in me to know that I yeah. am ready for a child, and that I know that I can so raise where, a child. Where are you? Where, where do you? Where are you potentially getting? Where are you potentially getting the egg? I mean, where do you, do you know that? Are you thought about that? No, I don't know. That's I'm on right now. I'm just researching things. I'm trying to find out a portable um agency. Um, I've been a lot of people say they are more affordable, like overseas. But then you know, Trump is the president, so I'm not trying to have my baby stuck somewhere. You get what I'm saying? And then like in India, oh, Trump will be going They have a lot of birth, and then India they have a lot of birth defects. I don't have time I think for so. That. You can, if you if this is something that you really want to do, I think ten thousand dollars is unrealistic at, at, at this point. I think it's for you to look, you know, I yes, know you. But let me, but Arnold, you have to look at it. This is what this was. This was my argument, right? At the end of the day, everybody on this phone know a bitch who has ten kids and just have a baby for no damn reason, right? You know somebody that have that said they thought they was gonna have a baby with someone that's gonna stay with them and it did not happen. You know somebody who up and ran 
on their child and, you know, did not stay. Or, you know, somebody, a baby, people who have babies on accident and they are not prepared to have a child, but they stick a, stick, stick it out and have a child. So if I give someone $10,000 oh, and if they, if they either by themselves or have a small family, I feel like that's still helping that person out. But but to what you said earlier, though, no, 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 you're correct. But remember, you said something very important earlier that about backgrounds. You want to know the type of, the type of mother, et cetera, et cetera, because yeah, of course, you, I'm gonna look into that now. Right, because a, a person that would do it just for a few dollars, they may not be the best candidate anyway. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm gonna see, but you know what? I'm gonna try to see if if the people that I know that did it, they did it overseas, would they be willing to discuss their whole you know, journey with you because they, and they have, they have twins actually. And they, they're a married gay couple nice. and they use, right. they use both, both fathers, um, yes, sperm yes, yes, and they, they have mm-hmm. twins. So, um, and it, it was a journey. It was a journey for them, but, um, the mother, I mean, the surrogate or whatever, obviously is not in the life and everything went smoothly, but early on there was like some little complications, but everything worked out. And they have beautiful, two beautiful kids. Nine, nine times out of ten, the surrogate is just the host. The surrogate that didn't didn't right. supply you the egg or anything. That's just the host. Yeah. And so you're yeah. just paying her to carry your baby and whatever. Right. So all well, that other stuff from. you have to figure out prior. Um, but you know, you figure out but you know, Arnold, what you were saying, you know that I understand that. I know I have common sense to know that yes, people want a max amount of money to be a surrogate. If that's the case, I'm not paying it for a bitch off the street. You understand what I'm saying? And someone's argument on my post was, you know, like, oh, you're just using women to have babies. Bitch, what? Oh like that, that's that was the advocate part of that person who came on that well, kind of talking shit. They good, what else are they good for? Yeah, but see, that's the whole Stop thing it. about it. It's like literally, oh, a surrogate. A person is a surrogate to actually sign up to be a surrogate to give you your child. You understand what I'm saying? But they were saying, you know, like, some people might gain weight. Some people might lose jobs. Some people might, you know, they're just going around saying all type of crazy shit. But obviously, if you have a talk with that person, you will know their circumstances. You will know if they got to go to work. You will know if they're a stay-home mom. You will know that type of thing before you even, you know, go move forward with that person. So everything that they were saying is was kind of unrealistic. But I just was letting them talk down. I was just like, okay, no, you go ahead. Well, this, doing this, your, this is why doing like, your research why and the best of luck to you. I mean, because go for it. Just do all your research. Thank you. And J. Rod, I feel like you yeah. should have a child because you've been in the um, Navy for a how God knows twenty something years. You like you will want to leave a legacy. Like you are, you are, you know me and you are similar people. And I know you are like to care for people, just like how I like to care for people. But it's nothing like your own child. To be honest, you get what I'm saying. You can, you can, you can help try to help people all day, but at the end of the day, they're still not going to listen to you. That you can't tell our grown people what to do. Sometimes you could tell your child what to do, but you cannot. You know, it's like the time and energy that you put into people. You can put it to a child, and that's how I see myself. That's how I. That's what I want for myself in my life, and that's why I feel like you should. You should really still look into that because I know what type of person that you are. 
I'm just not looking at it. And the first, the first surrogate, I mean, the first surrogate baby, which was baby M, was born March 27, 1986. I didn't know that surrogacy went back that far. So there are plenty of people. I'm pretty sure when I start researching. Yeah, I'm pretty sure when I start researching, there's going to be people in their 30s and stuff that I can ask them, how was that for you mentally when you got told that you, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I don't care how I'm I feel. All, but I'm I invite you to the surrogacy group on Facebook, too. I'm in that. Yeah, send me that, oh, wow. too. Send me that, too. Okay, so you, hold oh, on, y'all. So, okay, so, J-Rod, your problem is what you would uh, – <laughs> oh, so you saying your issue is what you would tell the child once they got older? No, no. How would you I, explain I had, for I had, them? I had two – no, I had two issues. I uh, Okay, I guess it's the same issue. Um, I just wouldn't want that child to grow up not knowing exactly who they are. And the reason why is because I know me. As a child, it still to this day at 37, about to be 38 Sunday, I mm. have a problem not knowing everybody on my father's side. I want to know my bloodline. I don't care. I don't care what nobody say. Like I, it's like it drives me to know. Where did I actually come from? It bothers me to know my actual history and how people can go trace their family tree. But that's to you. All this but that's, but I that's know that, you, but, so my child, I mean, that's just you. My thing. <clears throat> but here goes my thing. My mama was the same way. That's what I'm saying. So some, you're going to pick up something from them. So with me being like that, I'm just saying I wouldn't want them to not know their, so, where they're from, so, so, their okay. bloodline. So can I can I ask a personal question? And if you don't want to yeah. answer, please know you don't have to. Like, I'm a I, I, I bottom life, before. You so know if you? I can say I bottom before, I can answer that. So what happened? Well, you didn't. You didn't have to tell us that you bottomed before for us to know that you bottomed before. I mean, <laughs> well, Dorian Corey, Dorian Corey taught us that in Paris is burning. So so so, so there's no surprise there. <laughs> But okay, so okay, so so again, this is personal. If you choose not to answer, then just don't. Like, okay, so listening to you and what you just said, like, at any point in your life, did you know your father? Yes, yeah, I did. Okay, okay, all right. No, because but it was the only reason four I years. asked that is because sometimes, okay, you say what? It was only to the age of four, so. Okay. Yeah. So, 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 so sometimes, um, in my experience with, with people, when people have incomplete situations, whereas they haven't, you know, had that opportunity to, you know, they don't know why the person's, you know, not there. You know, the questions are a lot deeper sometimes than just, um, I want to know that I decide. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times there's a longing to know why wasn't the individual there. I think when you have a situation Correct. such as the surrogacy where you're able to, you know, tell the individual early on, this was planned this way. I, you know, I designed to, I, it was designed to have you as a child because I wanted a child, because I, I wanted I wanted to love you, and here you are. Correct. You know what I'm saying? To me, that's a uniquely different situation than potentially a parent leaving or, you know, uh, yeah. or, or God forbid something happening to a parent or something like that. So, I I mean, that's just my thought. Okay, I get what well, you're saying. Well, what do you tell the guy that they still want to know? 
Can I ask you a question, Maharia? Uh-huh. Because listening to what you were saying, like 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 $10,000, um, depending on who it is, because you still, because a lot of surrogates, cause I had, like Corey, I had a friend that kind of went through the same thing. A lot of surrogates, they were, like, one of their things is you have to get them insurance as well, like the whole time they're pregnant, as well okay. as, like, a year after in this case. So my, sometimes, mm-hmm. like, depending on your on your um, insurance carry or whatever the case may be, that can be plausible. That won't be cost that much. For $10,000, it can be doable depending on your circumstances. Like, for instance, my two friends um, went through a, a really good friend of this who literally froze her eggs for when her best friend was actually ready to have a kid. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that whole process was, like, I think they said, like, 5000 or whatever the case may be. So do you you don't have any good friends? But I also had a, like one of my best friends, like female friends, um, Mo, always told me that um, like if I ever wanted a child, <clears throat> that um, she would be the carrier. You know, we could sign papers and all that stuff. This is also legality, like like they already told you. We could sign papers. I would have sole custody. And like even my sister said, if I ever got in a relationship with somebody, that she would carry our child as well. So you could have both of our bloodlines. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's yeah. all these different avenues that you can go. Do you have it, like a good girlfriend that would do that for you? Or a family member? Well, um, not a family member, not you, not, but a good girl. Well, the thing is, no, I don't, ha- I don't hang with women at all. And I, mm. I just don't okay. like what they give. And that's been like, you know, high school was something different, but as I got older, I was like, no, no, I don't like it. No, and that's what hindered me with a lot of things, but I just don't like it. And plus, I live in Miami, so, I mean, I don't trust these people that much. Yes, there are still good people here, but in the case of $10,000, a lot of people anywhere will do anything anything for money. You know what I'm saying? Which is a but good then, okay, let's go back to what the people. Let's go back to what the people are saying. Then, but ten thousand, like Corey was saying, you got to think of bloodlines. You know what I'm saying? Like anybody who just do anything for money, what is their background? Where is their coming from? Right. You know what I'm saying? It might not be the best, and they might have a lot of lot of health issues as well. You know. So. Well, I'm sure I would have went to the doctor. I, think, with I, I just, I just want. I don't want you to get the wrong. I, I don't want you. You know. I know a lot of people are saying a lot of things and throwing a lot of things. No, no, no. I, I, really I understand what everyone's saying. Yeah, and I, I don't want people to make you think ten thousand dollars is probably not going to do. It. I, I, I don't want I don't want you to think you, I'm gonna I'm gonna save up this ten thousand dollars and it's gonna work. I don't want you know I, I don't know what people have done in the past. I don't know what it is, you know. We're in two thousand twenty. We're in twenty twenty, and I, ten thousand dollars is probably not gonna get you a surrogate an egg. I agree. It's just probably not gonna happen. So. So right. I, I'm I'm just saying I don't want uh, you know I, I I'm not a, an authority I'm I just I'm just saying it, it probably in this day and age ten thousand dollars is certainly on the lower end unless you get just some a good friend that you know <laughs> yeah like if, if, if somebody donates an egg if somebody donates an egg it could be a good friend or it could be a good friend it could be a stranger it could be it could be you know but I just want y'all to keep in mind. It's really things that happen in this world that people end up single parents, women. So it's not like 
I'm just looking at it from that standpoint. Yes, I do understand what everyone is saying on this phone. It is um, fact. But, but Mahario, you said, you know okay, well, not to cut you off. I'm sorry to cut you off. But what you're saying is, you like, you know, people are single parents, and you're saying women. But it's easier for, it's, as we all know, it's not hard for a woman to get pregnant. So, therefore, yes. she could be a single parent because it's her baby, it's her age, she's going to it, so she don't really have to do that. As a male, it's a lot harder because you have to depend on a female to do it. You know what I'm saying? So you, you can't keep equating that as a single parent to, to a woman because it's way easier. Like you said, women but, get pregnant. Some women get pregnant like at a drop of a dime and they don't even want the child. You in, you in turn want the child, but you have to find somebody who's going to have it for you. You know, that's the problem. Like $10,000 might do it just for the person to have it. But still, there's other costs that goes with that as well. We shall see, honey. Well, best of luck to you. Yeah, yeah, good luck. Yeah, I, mean, you know, yeah, sure. yeah, I don't want no um, no no cheap gifts either. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> oh, what? What'd you say? <laughs> she don't want no cheap gifts. She the top of the line, oh, baby. Wow. Oh wow! Okay, but all, but all she want to do is spend ten dollars, ten thousand dollars. But you want to stop the line, kid. I'm done. <laughs> That's right. Look, 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 you want to stop the line, kid, for traffic. No, thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want the Mercedes stroller. That's right. <laughs> BB. I want the Mercedes. Stroller. Meanwhile, the baby and the stroller doing had, the ball game. Pookie had my baby though. No, thank you. That was another thing. That was another thing. The stroller cost more than the baby. Okay. Hey, y'all, she had this man to rent out the room. She had this man to rent out the place for, like, the baby shower and then put his name on under the invitation. Oh, hell no. (laughs) It was. She knew right there. Yeah, she saw you coming. I mean, she saw your friends coming. Okay, but you, but you know, you no. Know, what the issue is with that? This, this is one reason why I try to stay away from lesbian women is because it's a lot that goes into that, especially when one is a stud. So you're already competing. Yeah, well, you're already competing with like that whole hyper hypo masculinity type of situation, you know. So. The stud probably had a lot to do with the reason that the carrier, the mom. Well, no, no, no. Was... That was another. That was the first situation. The second. Oh, it was another one. I think. I think yeah, I think he, he had two different situations. Like one, one just didn't work out. You know. Oh, okay, she, gotcha. They didn't work out, but again, the, she had she ended up getting her a girlfriend, and it was that type of drama that started happening between them and it just didn't work out. The next girl, she's a straight woman, but she just she flips script as the as as it started getting closer and closer to the baby coming. She fell in love with the she baby. She fell in love stuff. Like most women she do. She fell in yeah. love with the baby. Mm-hmm. It was Ooh, yeah. it's a rough in Ohio. Oh so shady. <laughs> this is not Ohio. <laughs> Not Columbus. That's, that's why a lot of kids just swallow them. They swallow the kids and they move on. Babies Baby ain't for everybody. Yeah. 
And so, see, he too um, passive, Another right? thing before, the, before we end this, you know, I also made a, um, what's it called? I also made a um, um, GoFundMe. If y'all want to donate, y'all can donate to my own, on my own. Go for me. For Thank you. Oh, for the baby? Uh-huh. For the surrogate? Okay. Yep. So that's a good start. That's a good start. Yep. Mm-hmm. I made it today. So let, let's say hypothetically I donate $100, right? And let's fast mm-hmm. forward 21 years later, the child becomes, like, very successful. Am I entitled to something? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> shit. The thing I is, mean, with that, you being that to, I am donate, partially responsible for their arrival. If you donate, if you donate, you literally have to write your name, so I know. Oh um, yeah, well I mean I'm only going to use you know, I have a card for that that I use for that, but it definitely will have my name on it. Mm-mm. Okay, well I will definitely see my um. No, but you didn't answer thing. my question though. Huh? <laughs> you didn't answer my question. <laughs> yeah. He'll give you back a hundred dollars. Okay. But can we make a deal at, at least with interest? <laughs> oh shit. Oh, it's a twenty one years later. Oh, I got a hundred dollars. Where did I get that from? You just never know. That baby hey, may have a hey, cure for hey, cancer, corona, Arnold, anything. Arnold, Arnold, this is the thing. Like my grandma used to say when she was alive, she said, if a nigga owe you, you'll never go broke. <laughs> I never mm-hmm. understood that because you are broke if they owe you. I never understood that. You are broke. You are broke. That just doesn't work for me. That saying never works for me. It's for <laughs> Arnold, it's, 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 it's well, hold on, Arnold, that really is true because let me tell you, if a person dies, you rest, if you give somebody <laughs> money, if you give somebody money and they yeah, die, you, die, you, die, you, die, you have it, it's, they owe it to you, it's yours, so you're not. But it's just theoretical, yeah. Yeah, because when they give it back to you, you be like, damn, I really needed that money. Yeah, you know. Bitch, but a lot of times when people use that saying, they're not giving it back. They showed that. Well, I mean, I mean, well she also said, well, she also said when a person ain't pay you back, you knew they was broke when you gave them the money. Ding, well, ding, oh, ding, 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 That's why I don't loan friends money Mm-mm, anymore. <laughs> um, I was about to say maybe anymore. I said anymore. I put that in there. I learned my lesson. Well, well can that be a topic? Do y'all want to talk about that? Or if I do loan it, I know I'm not getting it back. That's my thing. No, y'all got like back. ten minutes. Y- y'all got y'all got like ten minutes, and Harold so dropped I, off the line. Guys, so. I have a good, I have a good question. I have a good topic. What do you guys feel about the long line that was in Atlanta outside the uh for the night in Jordan? Yeah, how do y'all feel? About Arnold, that? why you put that important <laughs> inbox? Arnold, Arnold tried to Arnold tried to use that Arnold, in a why different you put that poison box, but he oh got stupid. <laughs> I think in yeah. times like these, this is the wrong time to be releasing shoes, tempting people to be irresponsible and buy shoes when they don't even know. So it's not the wrong it's not the wrong time for them for any uh, anybody in, in Walmart to sell everything that they sell. 
Well, they not, I thought they food. shut down the uh, but they're not just non-essential food. part they're of Walmart. Everything. I'm sorry. No. I, oh, I thought they shut down the non-essential part of Walmart, but okay. Nope. No, they no, should not. No, open. I mean, the, it's, but, any store that's open is open. Fault. The entire Walmart is open. It's not Walmart's <laughs> fault that they were already ready selling TVs and electronics during a pandemic. And I don't think that stuff, I don't know how that stuff has been selling or if it's been on sale. I haven't been to Walmart lately. So what if, so what if, yeah. what if, I'm, and I, what if I'm working and I've been, I'm still an essential worker and I've been working and I need a new pair of shoes? You don't need a new pair of motherfucking Michael Jordans. You don't need a new pair of How do you know what new kind of shoes I need? You don't know what new kind of shoes I need. You don't need a new pair of Michael Jordans. How do you know what kind of new shoes I need? I could I could need a new pair of Louboutins. If if it ain't doctor prescribed, you don't need a new pair of Michael Jordans. Oh, wait a minute, shoes. wait a minute. Did you just say orthopedics? I'm, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. <laughs> you don't need... You don't need a new pair of Michael Jordan shoes. You don't need a new don't pair of that other pair. word. I'm you not going to pronounce the word. It's a possibility you don't need a new pair of Jordan. But your decision is to go to a place that you. opened up selling Jordans to get a pair of Jordans. Nobody in that store took you out of your house, put you in a line of, of people, and made you buy a pair. You made a decision. True. Go purchase something. Like you made a decision to go in and buy a couple of steaks and some and some potatoes and whatever for a dinner. You made the decision to go do that. That's your or decision. Your, we made the store. you make the decision, but I think Jordan is wrong. Whose name is on the shoe. I, I don't know. I thought you were using for releasing them at the time like that. Ivy Park as that scenario for the Jordan. Well, well, Corey already Corey done put Corey done put Nike out there, so it's it's, it's out there. Corey, Corey put but it I out there. But I knew there was a few But Beyonce Beyonce wasn't just selling point with those girls. They would have dragged <laughs> Beyonce if she did that. Yes, they would not have. They probably. I think, I think they would. I think certain I think people would have. Yeah, I think they would have. Not everybody. They would have dragged her if she did that. They dragged her when she had them thousand, ten thousand dollar tickets after everybody just got their taxes. Yep. They need to drag Brandy for this baby mama song. But you got Brandy Baby Mama song And then you got Versus Fantasia Baby Mama So like give me one. Oh my god Brandy No Brandy Brandy Baby Mama Brandy Baby Mama At 40 Compared to Fantasia Baby Mama At 21 Is a total different song she said, she said them girls be talking about her, and y'all need to be quiet because she love her child. Well, thank God for Chance the Rapper. Well, when I saw <laughs> Brandy and Baby Mama, I did not listen Robbie to that motherfucking Ace, song. I paid that song. Words. Thank you, Chance, for lending something to that song. <laughs> yes. Yes. It was all those catchy. Brand, all those local Bibles. Um, fans out there, hey, I'm just speaking ooh, the truth. I, ooh, I could, I could do. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You want that smoke with those Roddy, people, Roddy? You throw, Roddy, Roddy, you throwing stones now. You okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, baby. I'm like looking the at the video. Like, 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 like,
Wait a minute, Brandy. Yes. There's a video out, too. Yeah. Oh, no, ma'am. When I saw Baby Mama, I refused to listen to it. Because <laughs> I'm well, like, you, you Roddy, she's too old to be making a song about Baby Mama. Yeah, it's like you can listen to it because that's all way you can critique it. Um, literally, if you happen to listen to it, that's all way I knew the, the throw shade because it was yeah that. Oh wow! And I, and I like her. I, I like Randy. what did they? What did it? What did she do to you, Rodney? She you just she and not. Say <laughs> it again. She made because she the vocal. You think she's a vocal bible? I do not. I do not. Who do you think was or is the vocal bible? If you had to pick like, she's, one person. She's gone. Rest in peace. She's gone. Who? Ooh. Whitney? Yes. Whitney. Yeah, my choice would be Whitney. Whitney, to me, was the vocal bible. She was. Hmm. And she passed. Does anybody else have any other opinions? Somebody said Lauren Hill. She was the whole church it. and not the bible? I think that he was the vocal. Oh, the vocal I wouldn't say I wouldn't what? say Lauren Hill is, but she definitely. Lauren Hill ain't no great. vocal Bible. Baby, Lauren Hill is not a vocal Bible. Somebody that day you said Lauren Hill. Damn, Lauren. Lauren, you might you might as well say Brandy. Lauren Hill. Okay. They said Lauren Hill was a. Somebody said somebody said Lauren Hill was a obituary. You are now in the whole you are now in the host queue. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did. The vocal Bible is. So wait a minute, Arnold. Who would you think is the vocal Bible? I'm interested in knowing you. Who would you say is um, or was? Mm. I do. Mm. That's interesting. Uh, who? <laughs> no, Adele ain't no vocal Bible. I don't. I don't know, Enrique. That's a lot. That's a lot. Because, yeah, you know, I would, I would, I, that's I would, why I don't understand. That's why I understand how well, they put Brandy out there in the vocal Bible. I was going to say, mm-hmm. based on Brandy, that means you have a long list to upgrade. You can have a list that you write. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah that's, well, that's, that's, that's a lot. The Brandy at the vocal Bible. You know, but Whitney Houston is they still haven't they still haven't decided yet whether Brandy whether Brandy can eat Monica. So I'm trying to figure I don't out. think so. Okay, I mean, so really how do y'all, okay, so how do y'all feel about that? Did y'all see that on Charles' post that they were saying something about um, a versus? No, no, no. They was, she was, she, they was going to do a versus something on Instagram. And I'm like, how can you possibly do a versus anything on the li- online with celebrities? And I guess they were saying that they would have to go against, like, one person will sing one song, the other person will sing another song, and then they, they will battle with that they're song. They don't sing it. They just play that song. They play that song. They play that song. Yeah, they play the music. They play music. Yeah. They don't and how are they? Sing. What is the purpose? You haven't. You haven't seen. It's very you entertaining. You like the best. Put up your hits. Hit. You just put up your hits. Your songs up against their songs. You know, in that really, to me, in that case. In that case, if you do something like that with Brandy and Monica, Monica don't really want it from Brandy for that. I mean, she, Brandy, thank you, Brandy, Arnold. Arnold, the people were going crazy on that. Brandy the on that. The people, yeah, yeah the I, people I, was going crazy and they were sounding crazy. They you were sounding crazy. If you're going to do that, if you're going to do that, Brandy will eat her alive. Brandy eat her alive. All Brandy got to do is play songs from um, 
uh, full moon and she'll eat her alive. Right. Oh, okay. So, okay, so you're talking about what she put out, not vocally, is what you're saying. So vocally. I think vocally she's a better singer than Monica. I definitely think she's a better singer than Monica. No, I think Monica's a better singer than Brandy vocally. Wait, who is that now? Hang up on now. So you said Whitney's a vocal Brandy. Brandy was... Brandy was marketed much better, and that's why the people, you know, cling towards Brandy. Right. She really yeah. does. Right. Because of Brandy. Right. Because of Monica was still the girl from Atlanta, from the Georgia, that down, that down home with you. It was a lot with Monica. They didn't, didn't do it. Monica sings down, of course. We know she sings down. Yeah. But um, and, uh, but yeah, you're and, uh, right. You're very right. And people, uh, and people don't. She and was, people don't. Okay. Uh, people, right. Okay. People don't like okay. literally. People don't like church folks that much because Twinkie Clark is the vocal Bible. Period. Who? Oh, wait, said it, You said uh, Kelly Clark Twinkie Clark used. She used to be. Okay. He said Kelly Clark. No. Well then. Well then. Carried off when I said that. Um. When I made that post well, about um, the Clark sisters, bitch, the girls let me have it. What did you say? I'd like to I hear said, that. That, what's, what's her name? Because now I forgot her name. I said to me, um, what's the girl who was down on gay people and come to find out she's got a gay son? What's hey. her name? Um, Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson. No, no, no who, sang, who sang with Whitney Houston on the um, stage, <laughs> like, down on me. No, that wasn't it. That was GB Winning. Oh, Kimber no. That was Kimber Ralph. That was CC. Yes. I live from Kimber Ralph. And I think vocally she's better than the Clark sisters. Bitch, they lit into me something serious. I got what? inboxes. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. wait. I live for Kimber Ralph. They, they should have put you dragged you. If you hear. Oh, Kim Rell singing the same album for the last. Kim Rell don't want to dance. Kim Rell don't want to dance. No, no shade. I'm listening to the Clock Sisters. They okay? Sunday. Everything Kim sing, I live. I live. First of all, Kim Rell wouldn't be doing her runs had Karen not did them runs when Kim Rell was nobody. What are you talking about? Everything well, she um, does. Kim Rell does her runs way differently. Than the car Sisters do because they already I'm a, did I'm that. A big fan of, I'm a big fan of jazz, and every time Kimberell is very reminiscent of jazz. That's why I live. And, and every time Dorinda and every time well, Dorinda hits some jazz if, notes. If, you, if you're a big fan of jazz, then your vocal bible should not be Whitney Houston. Oh, but it is. Yeah, <laughs> it is. If you're a big see, fan of jazz, the vocal bible you know what? Bible, you know what? Like, okay, if we're going to go jazz, if we're going to go, if we're going to go jazz, my vocal bible will be like. Um, Ella is Nipsey Russell. To me, that's my vocal part for jazz. Is Nipsey Russell? Sarah Vaughn. 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 What's wrong with my ears? Ella Fitzgerald yeah. is great. She's good. She's good, but she's better. Ella, she's no Sarah Vaughn when it comes no to the voice. She, she is not. Bible to me as far as jazz. Ella, Ella like don't want, but... if you talk about jazz, Ella don't want Betty Carter. <laughs> no, I, I, I have to disagree with that. 
No. Sarah Vaughn was she was nice. Sarah she was, was very, very nice. Vocal Bible. And she maintained her voice all the way up into her like to the end of her life. Y'all ever uh what's that lady name? Uh Rachelle Ferrey? What what's her name? Rachelle Pharrell. Rachelle Pharrell. Rachel Pharrell. She's very she good. Pharrell, down. Man. She can do she can down. 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 Yeah, that's a that's a I, that's a running so scat mad. bitch. She runs a scat I'm so down. mad I was never that gay to listen to this type of music. What? <laughs> what you say? I said, I'm so mad I was never this type of gay to listen to this type of music. Good. No, this is real music. This is real music. That's not a gay thing. That's not a gay thing, No, yeah. I wasn't raised in a gospel home. You know, I don't know. This ain't gospel. That's not gospel. That's not gospel. No, y'all was talking about the first. Y'all was talking about the clock sisters. And yeah, then first I couldn't relate. gospel. And and Kim Burrell, you know, I, I definitely not gonna listen to the devil. So <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, 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 not the devil. Is her son really gay? I didn't see yeah, that. I mean he um, He better be. He yeah. better be. That's why she mad. Man. Because you know her husband, <laughs> allegedly her ex-husband was gay. Go on. That too. That's why she harboring all that hatred, honey. And all T.D. Jake said was, <laughs> get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Didn't she say something bad about T.D. Jake? When he, well, what's that man named who died? That no, she said something about Eddie Long. Long, well, she talked about, about the way he handled the situation, and because he handled it wrong, he died. When he died, people thought he died of AIDS. Right. Which I don't yeah, know. Lord, that, that was, was so game. horrible. That was horrible for his legacy, especially how he he died like so out the blue. That was crazy. Yeah. That was horrible for that man legacy because I I really did I did like. You know what I'm saying? You can't take that away. I did like everything before that. I did used to like his uh sermons and like he had really uh, like a big following and everything. And I'm just like, wow, you can't put nothing past nobody, nobody. Yeah. But do y'all believe them boys? Yeah, well, I mean, of course. Oh, really, really? Uh, yeah. Do we not believe all of them? Not all. Every last one. Every last one. That's like asking, do you believe? That's like asking, do you believe altar boys? Yes. <laughs> I felt like when I when I was looking at like some of the um, when they were doing interviews with some of them, they seemed to be. I like like I said, I don't necessarily know if it happened or didn't, but on some of the interviews, they they in they seemed to be playing off what each other was saying, like looking at each other, like giving each other like eyes, like to go, like just. It just seemed uh, I was getting some sketchy vibes from him, so I don't necessarily know. You know, I, I do believe he did something with some of them, but I know, but I just don't believe it was all of them, and especially that last guy because that didn't even make sense. The androgynous one that didn't make sense to me. Everybody <laughs> was like regular boys, and why, then it was why, just because just... he was a queen queen. <laughs> that just was a girl. That was just he a was bit top, out of place. 
But he was probably with him the most while you're playing. See, my thing is the reason why I believe it because once them pictures surface, what is you what is you taking pictures like that for a pastor and sending them to people? These people got your pictures in their phone. So guess what? You're a married man. It ain't even because you're Eddie Long. Them pictures really wasn't nothing though. I don't care. It was something to it was. You talking about it wasn't nothing. And it was something if you're married. Look, I've been sent on many a pictures. That was nothing. That's okay, there's something that you're married. No, that's not the one I was talking about. That's not the type of picture I was talking about. I was talking about you know. It's something that you married. Well, I don't care if you got the shirt on. His name was Eddie Long. Was it Long? Oh. Right. <laughs> so I That was the two minutes. Oh, right on time. Because it was not wow. It's so silly, Corey. It's so <laughs> silly, girl. Arnold, wow. Arnold, did y'all know that Cage Prodigy has that lingerie line? Did anybody know that? What's the name what of that new house? Mm, um, he has that lingerie Prodigy. line. Well, not Prodigy. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, Yvette Lager. Is that it? <laughs> Of course, they just came out. Y'all is still. But can I ask y'all this last question? Um, you got time for that, um, Harry. That was the ending song. Arnold, oh, take us home. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> guys, thank you. Thanks, everybody, for um, tuning in tonight. Corey, thank you for being on, as well as Monty. And Malcolm and CJ, um, we appreciate it. Maharia coming on and Enrique and gracing us with your uh, wisdom. Uh, we hope everybody stays safe. I know places are opening back up uh, at a fever pitch, but if we could just uh, take take a breath and just uh, be careful out there and uh, and just uh, still practice uh, good social distancing. And uh, we hope to see everybody back here next week. Uh, good night. All right. Good night, Joe. All right. All right. Good night, all.